This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy. it here we are episode what did i say this was 19 no no i don't know chris i don't think you know no one knows no i don't use numbers numbers i think it's episode 19 of corn stars which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com the best of the best best lead times best quality um you know, you can you can buy cages from other places and wait until your child's uh, like tenth birthday to receive it, <laughs> or assuming your child isn't ten already, and whatever you know what I mean. Uh, if you go to Black Box and you get a cage uh, or a rack, lead times currently I believe are like two to three weeks. Uh, if that, they may even be faster. I know it's it's things have slowed down a tad, so lead times are even better right now. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but then if you get a cage or a rack and you go to checkout and you put in discount code THN, save yourself 10% off your order. You know, yeah, it's not it's not a ton, but it's better than nothing. Shipping is expensive, and so any bit you can take off shipping alone uh, makes a difference. So please check them out. Um, love my stuff from them. Eventually, my entire room will be fully converted over to black box stuff, slowly but surely. Uh, I can only play Tetris in my room so many times in a year before I'm just over it. So you only get so much space. That's you only right. Get so much space. And I keep trying to go taller, and it just ain't ain't working. If I have to stand on a step stool, I'm six four. If I have to get on a step stool to get up to a cage or a rack or something, I'm I don't like it. I'm weird. Like stuff that's super high up and stuff that's super high low is always the stuff that doesn't get get maintenance as frequently as yeah. the stuff in the middle. You know, as much as I hate to admit it, it's the truth. Um, so. Regardless, uh, working on getting everything streamlined and sort of coherent and cohesive and, and all that stuff. And it's it's working out. I love my XR16 racks. Got two of them now stacked on top of one another. They're beautiful. Every tub from top to bottom is smooth as butter, which I feel like is a rare find with a lot of, a lot of racks these days. Um, so I love it. V35s are what I got them all loaded in, but you can do the V8s. Is it V8s? V15s, the V35s, uh, all three t- tubs are sort of interchangeable in that rack, so you can use any combination of those per shelf, which I think is nice. You know, you can upgrade your animals as you go without having to buy an entire new rack when stuff outgrows it. Yeah, that, v, mm-hmm. that V35S size I've talked about a lot mm-hmm. uh, for small males and, uh, you know, yeah. two-year-old yeah. snakes, you know what I mean? It's like, grow outs, you know, you're probably not going to keep a, 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 a decent-sized snake in there. Uh, but that height, it's efficient. Uh, yeah. Like you said, you could swap it for the the, uh, the V15, the V8. Uh, it's, good, it's a decent good amount of floor space. Like in terms of of area to move and stuff, it's it's good. You know, yeah. it's there's m- more than enough room to add multiple hides, which a lot of my stuff has. You know, I'll put in some uh, like paper towel tubes on top of some boxes, and then some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not on top physically, but in addition to. Yeah. Um, so. Use the code I, THN I, to check out. I, I got my breeder Leonis in uh, B35S with a hide box in the front, hide box in the back, really? water bowl. Uh, plenty of room. Plenty of room. 
Those Leonis make me want to cry, man. They're just they're so damn nice. They are. They are. God. Don't even get rid of any of them. I, <laughs> I, don't, care. I don't care how many feet pictures I got to send you. It's only so don't get rid of any of them. You got a... We got another sponsor we love talking about. We, we sure do. I like. I appreciate Silent you keeping me on track. Uh, yeah, Silent Hill Reptiles. I don't think he's updated his for sale page yet, which is surprising because he's got <laughs> a ton of stuff he's going to have to sell soon. The, the absolute best uh, season when not breeding that anybody has ever had. I, I think we all wish we could be that lucky. Yeah. You know, when we're like, man, I really want a good season. But then you yeah. have that year where you're like, you know, I'm not going to take it easy. And then it ends up being that year. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even try. Yeah. He's produced some immaculate stuff, some big, healthy, beautiful babies. I think he even got some double clutches, which doesn't even make sense in my yeah. little tiny brain. Uh, so, yeah, that's super exciting. Uh, everybody needs to follow him. Everybody needs to keep an eye on his whenever he puts up a for sale page. Uh, he's going to have some killer stuff like like always. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I'm at that point where like between him and you and everyone else and like our you know the corn stars group and stuff like I just try to put on the blinders because it's like I don't need it's tough dude it's It's tough everybody's posting stuff and everybody's starting to get those babies and oh man here's a whole clutch of this and it's I'm here trying to figure out how to downsize Uh, you you downsize by adding more snakes that's right. Pretty much. It's the only That's way to do it. Like, I tell myself I'm going to downsize, and then I somehow end up with 10 more animals from Chris that just show up. So, I mean, things happen. A little, little bit your fault, a little bit mine. We'll, we'll call it a draw. Um, Justin, how's that, how's that season going? It's good. It's good. Um, real quick, going back a little bit, because Chris is rushing me. Uh, com, Silent Hill Reptiles on Facebook and Instagram. Fulvius Apparel. Check it out. Facebook, Instagram, com. Also, use the code THN at checkout just for network <laughs> listeners. For people that listen or watch this and they hear the code THN, get 15% off your order. Just just drop that that Splendida shirt. That's an awesome shirt. So it's, it's available it's awesome. now. I'm going to send you one with Lily's stuff. Okay. Awesome. And That's who exciting. knows? There might be other stuff that makes its way into that box. I don't. I don't know these things. I don't <laughs> you make never know. Decisions. It's not up to me. Um, so, check out all three of those things. And uh, yes, season-wise, um, I currently have the Ladies Island Two Castagna Motley Clutch hatching. Like literally as we speak, I have one baby out so far. I'm gonna look at my camera and see if any more have popped out. A little motion detector thing just went off in the corner of the room. That's creepy. <laughs> um, there's one literally like exploring, trying to decide if it wants to pop out right now. Like it's it's contemplating it. So one is out there. Um, excited for that clutch. Not expecting again. Not expecting anything crazy, but I wasn't expecting anything from that that ghost tessera pied blood red clutch. And I dad must have been head hypo because I'm fairly certain everything in that clutch is hypo that came out hmm. um so who knows we'll see yeah. again not expecting anything too crazy but gonna see like, there's gonna be some cool animals in there though I, the, what's popped out already looks pretty good the castagna the castagna chaos carries on <clears throat> oh, love castagna yeah. so nice mm-hmm. it's so nice one of my favorites it's a uh, 
Justin, one more person to add to your Castana list. <laughs> that's, that's easily Justin's favorite more if he's starting, always talking starting about Starting a cult. It. That's right. Yeah. The it's beautiful. I set my Mandarin to him, and I'm so jealous. Dude, oh, my that gosh. That like, that's Jake's favorite snake. Jake comes over. He's dude. like, the Mandarin. I'm like, yeah, dude. You posted that video the other day, and I was like, there's no he's way that I... shed. She was in shed. Oh, it wasn't even like fresh. The cool Aztec zigzag on her back is just yeah. insane, insane. That snake is. Oh, I'm so mad. It's okay. You're going to make. We're going to make I, more of them. I have so many. Uh, like all the stuff <clears throat> from Eric is hat email. So in the next mm -hmm. couple of years, I'll send you as many damn mandarins as you want. God, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. It's just not. Uh, I know. So I feel bad because I feel like that's all I talk about on this show is Castania, but. <laughs> at the same time i feel like it's such an underappreciated morph in the grand scheme of corns oh yeah it's like i don't know if it's because it's just not super flashy because it's not incomplete dominant and you don't get the results right away if it's you know it just doesn't do much for people i, I, I don't know there's, there's something not about a lot intensity and that yeah. softness yeah i don't know man i just i feel like there hasn't it kind of got like it showed up and people did stuff with it. And then it was like the crowd moved on to the next table, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah. And it, yeah. Like there's still a lot to be done there. So it, it kind I, of I happened in a space when ball pythons were so popular that people weren't really worrying about kind of, it was kind of when the ball Python craze was happening. I think it's when Kastani started hitting the, hitting the market. And, and, and I think, I think it just didn't catch on then. And now it's just, kind of yeah, popularity. Like, well, not even that too. I think it's also a thing where like, People got it, liked it, and then st other stuff showed up, and then people moved on to those other things and just forgot to come back to it. Yeah, like that's true. It just became like a, like an afterthought in, in a way where it was like, oh yeah, I like that morph a lot. I never did anything with it. I should probably do that. And then it's like you get distracted by something else and just never come back to it. You know? Yeah. So. Or or people that then shows a lot, uh, it doesn't sell well, right? Like a lot of the Kasani babies wow. are kind of mundane looking. Uh, they don't show nearly their potential. Kind of like caramel. Yeah, I mean the the babies when Eric had pictures of them, like if anybody, if those things weren't labeled, mm -hmm. you you probably would have thought they were anneries. I mean they're like they were just yeah. black and gray, like there really weren't anything. And then like I got them in those first sheds happened, I was like, what the hell? Like every shed, complete one eighty. Like all of a yeah. sudden, like the peach is coming in. You know, it just I love that morph. I can't get enough of it. I like the, um, you know, I like how it softens up patterns and colors a little bit you know and Absolutely, has that fade yeah. that that intensity gradient from the head down to the rest of the body and it's good excited to see what what i do with it down the road which is going to be a lot considering that castani is in everything probably, you have i mean it's like as far as the number of corns i have that are castani it's probably at least a solid third of of everything is is castania nice so we'll see i really uh my plan for sort of number one goal for Daytona uh, is to grab a, a coral ghost because I really want to plug that into into Castania at some point. What about Tessera, Castania? Yeah. I want to do that eventually. Um, mostly just Tessera coming to appreciate Tessera in more moderation than I than I used to. Like I I really do love Tessera, but it's one of those things where it's like I want tessera but i don't want to in castagna stuff right now but i got a I, I got a jmg coral ghost girl i gave the year off she's het sunkiss het stripe i'll bring her to you at daytona 
and you can plug her into that Kastani Motley nail. That'd be cool. Because well, Motley, have, the Motley Stripe will hit. There's that. Well, there's that Motley mail that I, I used this year, and then there's that other older mail that Kasiki sent me. Uh, that isn't. He's just normal as far as pattern goes. There's no Tessera or Motley or yeah. anything going on. Uh, and I don't think Mike didn't know either. He doesn't have any hats, which I at this point anyone who says stuff doesn't have. Hats, <laughs> it's head Henry. It's head it's, it's, it's got hats in it somewhere. Like there's no way yeah. it doesn't, unless it's the wild caught stuff. Um, which is why I was like this clutch from the Castagna Motley and you know, the ladies on Like there shouldn't be any surprises because. Mom is a completely blank slate in terms of morphs and, and things like that. So yeah, uh, unless we have like a, a baby Jesus sort of scenario where something just really off the wall pops out, but again, not expected. Horse snakes, it's possible. It's a wild caught court. Um, there is that male, and I had thought about breeding him this year to that ladies on female just to keep the the pattern, like any pattern mutation, sort of out of the picture for now, but. Given the issue I had with the the pods, you know, after getting them in, yeah, pairing, um, I just I you know I I haven't at the time I hadn't had that mail terribly long, and I was worried about the similar thing happening that I had with the pods, so I just yeah. said I'll use him next year, and you know we'll we'll move on. So cool. But other than that, yeah, I mean, bears are going to be hatching here soon. Um, I need dolls. <laughs> yeah That's man great. yeah that first uh it's a het hypo clutch those will be hatching within the next i think inside of two weeks um and then rhinos and then me well rhinos and then more corns because i got a second clutch from the ghost tessera female yeah that's cool uh and then four baird's eggs and then Maybe the Jance and I will see. Um, but yeah, it's uh, wasn't really. I guess for considering that I was like, you know, this year I'm going to take it, take it easy. I pulled a JT, or I was like, I'm going to take it easy. Yeah, and produce a ton of stuff. I somehow ended up with a pretty good, good amount of eggs. So yeah, I spread. I thought it was not going to be too crazy for me, and now my Everglades rat just laid clutch 25 or 26 for the year um i conjuncted double clutch the one that ate her eggs uh decided that eating her eggs was a good way to lay seven more good eggs uh so that was really cool i got three the first clutch they hatched i got a ton of stuff hatching all my corns have hatched uh i got some dude the, the salmon snows and the salmon snow testers came out those are insane uh some of the okatee stuff that i was trying to do with uh I had that re extreme reverse Okatee that I paired to a Tessera Motley uh, Ultramel. Uh, proved out some really nice Ultramels. Like, I got some killer Ultramels with Okatee influence. Uh, I hatched from some of the stuff from JT, my Caramel with all the hats to Sunkissed with all the hats. I hatched a Caramel, Sunkissed, Cinder, Diffused Mask. And it's pretty wild snake. Uh, so it's like, a, yeah, it's like a shatter, uh, caramel shatter diffused. Yeah, that thing's nice. It's cool. It ate the first time I tried to feed it, which is great. I'm going to send it to Alex because I don't want it. Uh, I'm keeping the honeys <laughs> out of that clutch. I Dude, the honeys are so badass looking. I was like, this is exactly the snake I wanted to produce. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this one to, to Alex. Uh, I accidentally produced black pines. That was super cool. I got a, a 1.1 of black pines 
uh, after not breeding them this year. Uh, I got a bunch of bad eggs. I incubated the bad eggs, and I got two beautiful babies full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> From uh, the mold, their hatred grew. Oh, dude, those are the, those are just the absolute most, most fussiest snakes on the planet. It's it's so cute. Uh, Leonis are hatching. Gray bands are due to hatch any day. Uh, three clutches of great alterna this year. Uh, sorry, my daughter's running in the house. I got to tell her hi. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, oh, Pitchiophis vertebralis due to hatch any day. They're on day 63. Uh, all, all, all five eggs just look amazing. Uh, what else? Man, oh, all the emery eye are about to start hatching. So I've uh, my meal morum and emery eye. I've got three or four clutches. Stop it, Justin. Uh, I've got aberrant wild caught McMullen uh, thorn scrubs that are due to hatch any day. I've got Nueces County reverse stripe thorn scrubs uh, due to hatch. I've got a wild caught gravid female elephant mountain emery eye eggs due to hatch any day uh i don't know the the, the I, I look in the incubator i'm like where the hell are all these eggs still here for uh oh i also my charcoal pewter stuff turned out to produce the darkest blackest pewters i've ever seen in my life uh so i've, I've got four or five uh that i'm that i'm sitting on and probably gonna sell some and yeah, so it's been a it's been a busy. Oh, the motley stuff, the bullet hole motley stuff that I was doing, uh, proved out to look just delicious. Uh, I actually posted some of that on Morph Market recently, uh, trying to see if see if I can move a couple of them. How's uh, that? Yeah. Uh, how's how's Morph Market been for you? I posted my first stuff on Morph Market three weeks ago, so I posted some Tessera Ultramel motley stuff, some motley AML stuff, some motley Ultramel stuff, with nice heads, um, and I have yet to sell a snake on Morph Market, but. Uh, I know that now is the toughest time to sell corn snakes on Morph Market, where everybody's starting to post their hatchlings, uh, and I, I'm not really super worried about it because a lot of this stuff I want I want to kind of grow it out a little bit to see what it looks like. Uh, I think it ended up being like 80 something just corn snakes, probably going to be just over 200 babies total. Mm -hmm. uh, very overwhelming season, but every time I start feeling overwhelmed when I start working with the babies, I'm like, holy crap, look at all this. Look, I, I've got this, and I did this, and I hit this thing, and I, and I hatched this thing that I wanted to. And, uh, you know, I, I took, you know, the vertebralis, if they hatch, God willing, I'm, I'm going to see those things come out. And, you know, this is a five, six-year journey that I've been trying to produce these things. And uh, each, each nose that pops out is another success story for me. So I'm just, you know. Each baby that eats, I've only got four snakes not eating right now, which is just like killer for me. I've always got 10, 15 corns that just don't want to eat. Everything's eating. Uh, so it's, and, and my kid's like right at that perfect age where she's like actually helping with baby snakes and the leopard geckos and, you know, the baby gargs. And she's, she comes in and she cleans tubs and we swap and she's firing on all cylinders. So it's, so it's, been, it's been good. It's a lot. Uh, I've kind of not been keeping up with messages. If a couple people have messaged me and asked me stuff, and I'm kind of just like, ah, I'll get to you later. I got, you know, but, but that's. I think that's enough about us uh, tonight. We are so excited. Uh, we have our guest Joe Peck. Um, since we started the show, we had a handful of people that we were interested in having on, and and names that crossed the table. And, and Joe, I know we've reached out to you uh, early on. Yeah. And and, and and goodness, we are we are just so 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 excited uh, to finally have you on. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe. Uh, I'm just, uh, I was born in September 27. <laughs> um, I'm just a reptile guy. Uh, um, throw me, you know, I'm a lifer, you know, uh, I was born with the reptile gene, <laughs> you, <Yeah>. know? <laughs> you know, um, 
I grew up uh, out of you know just out of Chicago and DuPage County, uh, where there's a lot of really nice habitat for reptiles, and you know um, I've been chasing them for my whole life. <laughs> you know, nice. You know, I started. That's where it all started for me was uh, in the field. You know, yeah. uh, you know uh, the connection to nature. Uh, love, you know, I'm a nature science, you know, geek, that kind of, you know, Peabody type, you know, thick glasses, <laughs> you know, my favorite toy as a, as a kid was a microscope, you know, I was, I was that kid, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, absolutely. and, uh, it's cause there's no, there's no end to all the cool stuff you can look at under a microscope. Yeah. You know, and, uh, sometimes I think, you know, it's amazing that I'm still at it, you know? still never lost the passion for mm -hmm. it or you know going to be 50 soon and i don't think it's going away anytime soon Good. <laughs> you know and so so i mean well, i think we're man like in general we're just we're all of us anybody that's in this hobby and, and has been for you know the majority of their life like that alone is something a lot of people don't experience or have you know like my I, I my agree. wife doesn't have any like hardcore hobbies or passions like that. And so, you know, when I'm like obsessing over something that's herp related or, you know, it's hard for me to sort of fully explain to her cause she, she's never had that, you know, it's just yeah, not, there's not a lot of people that can, that have that thing that they've like locked onto since they were a kid and just mm -hmm. remain locked onto. Stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's increasingly rare, I think, especially, you know, as time goes on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in my early, in my early 20s, uh, I crossed paths with a guy named Brian Capiz. And uh, he was a bit of a pioneer of uh, the arachnid hobby. And uh, I was in my early 20s. He was in his early 30s. And, uh, you know, he was the first person that I came across with the same interest, you know, mm -hmm. you know, when I met him, he was, thought I'd lost, met my lost long brother <laughs> or, or somebody. Cause uh, you know, he was just uh, inspired me in a way to, you know, he, he was like a walking ex, you know, encyclopedia. You know, mm -hmm. he just seemed to know everything. And uh, that just kind of set the bar for me right then and there. And I've uh, been chasing that, you know, ever since the, you know, pursuit of knowledge and, yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, field guides were my reptile books. You know, I, I studied the, the range maps, you know, looked for the, the, the close, you know, the stuff that was closest to me, <laughs> you know, start in, checking off those boxes. Yeah, if you yeah, find them. Range, yeah, you know, and, uh, that's all I wanted to do, uh, was, uh, you know, explore, uh, nature and find that stuff. And I did notice you you had some tarantulas at one. I don't know if you still. Do I I started uh, with breeding uh, was with the arachnids, the tarantulas. That's where I started with the breeding. Where uh, were you? Where were you keeping mostly with those? Old world or new world? Uh, everything. I had everything. <laughs> uh, you know, with my connection with Bryant, uh, I had everything at the excess at my tips, you know, so, 
Anything that I didn't have, I bought. <laughs> what was your What was your favorite species or genus that you you kept with tarantulas? Ah, uh, gosh, you know, uh, probably a lot of the New World stuff. Really? Uh, the Asian stuff is a little bit more aggressive. Uh, so um, you know, a lot of the New World uh, stuff is a little bit more handle. You know, uh, not as aggressive. Manageable, yeah. More manageable. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, uh, the collection grew so fast and dude with, with inverts, that is like, you think it's bad with snakes and stuff like yeah. inverts. And all of a sudden you go from one to like 50 Very, yeah. time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you got things from Africa and South America and Asia, you know, and it just. You know, it's just, you know. Uh, I kept a ton of ornamentals. That was like, yeah. ornamentals were, were my jam. Yeah, I got a, I got a Manatrix here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, hey, I have a spider well, tattoo also. There hey. we go. I'm, I'm in the right place. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's where it all kind of started for me. Uh, you know, even though I've been a long time or lifetime reptile guy, uh, Bryant really, well, let me back up, you know, uh, how I met Bryant was, um, my sister was given a, a rose hair by her friend. <laughs> so she nice. brought it, so she br brings it home. And, uh, and the, the aquarium that it said, you know, it was, it was, uh, it needed to be upgraded. And I had a friend uh, who uh, had an interest in spiders and he saw Bryant on the news and he's like, I know a, a perfect place for, for us to go, you know? And uh, so we went and uh, when I walked into that door, you know, I, you know, uh, it, back in the eighties when I was younger, I wanted to be in the reptile industry, you know, even way back then. You know, I wanted to do like a pet store or whatever, you know, yeah. I've always wanted to work with reptiles. So when I came across this store, Arachnocentric, I'm like, this is what I've been dreaming about my whole life, <laughs> you know, and uh, what, you know, he, he had, you know, first time I saw mandarin rat snakes and uh, mossy leaf, uh, mossy leaf, uh, you know, the the uh, Europlatus and oh yeah, yeah you know Mantellas and uh, you know all that he was had all that Madagascan stuff all the giant centipedes you know foot long centipedes and uh, that was like heaven to me <laughs> yeah. yeah and so uh, I just had to uh, get to know this guy you know so I'm a hairstylist by trade. And when you can cut hair, it's a really good way to barter, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I, I can cut, you know, I'm a barber. I can cut hair. And he's and uh, he's like, no kidding. I guess he had a really bad haircut, someone. <laughs> so I like kind of just, you know, was in the right spot at the right time, said the right thing. And he took me up on it. And uh, I started, you know, I became his barber and, you know, became good friends and, uh, you know, what if I wasn't with my girlfriend, I was with Bryant, and uh, you know, it was such a 
such a privilege to have someone yeah. like that you know absolutely having somebody that stands out kind of mentors you through some of it and yeah gets and kind of shares that excitement about it really really pushes you in the right direction yeah have yeah. you done a lot of mullets since it's since it's come back mullets i don't i'm retired um <laughs> i got i lost my eye <laughs> um i got only one eye uh, i got carpal tunnel really bad Damn. um Goodness. yeah so but the eye thing really kind of uh, brought my kind of took me you know kind of put that to an end it's difficult yeah you know and uh that was probably around 2009 early okay. 2010 when that happened yeah. and uh you know just been uh been a full-time hobbyist ever since nice so yeah. uh being being at inverts and, and kind of working through this uh going to the, the store and, and meeting your buddy something led you to corns uh corn craft <laughs> is, your, is your trade name what 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 took you to corn snakes oh well there's i went through uh the arachnid phase okay i got into um i met a you know i had a friend when i was doing the spiders he was uh, a dry marcon guy snake breeder and he okay. had prevos and indigos we kind of became partners and everything was housed in my place. And, uh, you know, if you're breeding uh, spiders and arachnids, uh, you know, males only live a year. You know, there's it's very sporadic. You know, and when I saw how scheduled snake breeding was, you know, I really was fond of that, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so that's when I switched from uh, arachnids uh, to uh snakes but i started when i went when i did that i went to garter snakes i started with the garter snakes and this was probably 2005 nice. you know that i uh picked up on the garter snakes and uh so i did that for a little while i did garter snakes up until uh 2012 i believe what yeah 2012 okay okay and then uh you know i was kind of had my fun with that and so then i was looking for something new and uh what led me to corn snakes was a uh, a bunch of things um you know up until that point i had worked with mostly a lot of uncommon rare you know uncommon difficult stuff yeah and uh you know every so often you got to really step out of your box you know to learn something new, you yeah. know, or and have new experiences. So, uh, so corns, I like, you know, I chose corns because their size, you know, they're practical, they're hardy, and they're easy, and they're yeah. common, you know. And uh, I, you know, uh, Thanophis lave, uh, they have live birth. I wanted to hatch eggs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> my my snake breeder friends were hatching eggs. I thought I was cheating with this, you know, <laughs> just one day, just cup, you know, they just, you know, you get a they bunch of, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to experience, you know, bring on egg hatching, you know, so that was kind of the, the lit, those, that was, those were the criteria, you know, practical size, hardy, easy, common, you know, and egg laying, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what, and plus the, you know, they have a big nostalgia yeah. value to me. Yeah absolutely and uh you know it's like everyone i knew had them you know and uh 
I remember back in the 80s, wild caught red rat snakes all the time. You know, being in, growing up in Illinois, when you're watching like a nature channel in on Florida, you're always going to see a corn snake. You know, so uh, there's a lot of nostalgia there with that, you know, big time. Uh, yeah, I think there's that. It, 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 you, you, you hit a lot of good points about corns, but also at the same time, it's like, damn, has anybody ever put one of these things in their hands? Like a, a three or four foot corn snake, like an adult. Yeah. And it's like, these things are badass. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. And I'm, and, and like, uh, they're placid, you know, I, you know, my son was born in 2005. All my cousins have young kids, you know, so I'm kind of slightly attracted to, like docile stuff, you know. Yeah, I don't want yeah. people coming to my home and being afraid <laughs> of anything that's in the house, you know. So I think that's why I'm really attracted to things like leopard geckos, corn snakes, garter snakes, and stuff like that, you know. That's what. Cool. What garters were you you keeping a lot of at that point? Were the were the Lake Chapalas? I was the point. I was the second person to bring those in. Really? Uh, Scott Felser was the first. Um, I was the second, basically just to uh, for diverse, but you know, for genetic diversity. Yeah, you know, I went straight to the horses. You know, I went straight to the guy where you know that you know originally you know that went out and caught them. You know, so I went straight to Stephen Ball, who's in Holland, and got him from him. You know, because Stephen Ball, like he he collects all everything that he's got and he collects such uh such great records everything comes with the birth certificate and linear you know you could trace it like to the you know every, you, you have everything you need to know in that birth certificate yeah and so you know what you've got yeah you know so uh with the you know so i so I just went, got, and just, I just brought in unrelated animals, you know, yeah. to uh, diversify what was in the country, you know, the genetic wise. Those Lake uh, Chapalas are so cool. I so love them. Cool. And they, they're, uh, you know, when they're, you know, when they're born, you know, they're almost, uh, they could almost take a pinky, you know, and yeah. I don't know if you have any, ex if you've ever and any experience with baby guard snakes, but they're small, you know, they're little, yeah, yeah, but a little, but those EQs, the Mexican species, they're the babies are nice and chunky, mm -hmm. you know, fat little dudes, and they got a little bit of size to them already, and they could easily take a half a pink, you know, which is, uh, you know, makes it real easy to get them going. Do you still you work know? with those? No, no, I don't. Um, you know, once I completely back in 2012, I completely got out, you know, I, I completely made a switch, you know, and the whole time I've been into corns, I never lost my interest in garters, but, you know, I was so focused on corns. I really, you know, yeah. now that now that I'm, you know, feeling complete <laughs> with uh, my collection, I have like the mental space to take on new things, you know? Awesome. So I went back to the, you know, to the garter snakes and uh, cause they're, they're a lot of work, you know, yeah. uh, those things and uh, take a lot of time. Uh, so I'm just now, uh, you know, getting back into the, the Thamnophis stuff, you know. Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures you posted. You, you've 
You had a few uh, litters this year, I, I, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, I had some Infernalis and I uh, got some Pelladulis, you know, the Maritime Garter Snake. Uh, yeah. Um, that's, um, you know, not, not not really in captivity, the Maritime Garter Snake. Uh, I had an opportunity to get some, and I knew they had some, potent, you know, cool potential, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm so happy with them. I love them. I, uh, garters are something that I've kind of skirted around through my through my maybe 15 years of keeping uh just because i'm a completionist and if i have one thing of something i have to have all the things of something yeah me too yeah. And, and it's real bad you know corns corns and leopard geckos and 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 you know uh, some of the rachidactylists that i've kept and bred you, you kind of can't have everything right like i can't have every corn snake morph i don't want every corn snake morph. there's yeah me you know, neither and, right i'm very and, i'm very specialized yeah yeah and and, and but garters, it's like, well, there's there's like 10 really cool ones. And if you get one and you kind of like it, you kind of need the other nine. <laughs> I've had I've had over 20 species. Wow. Bamnophis. And I loved every single one of them. You know, <laughs> you we, know? Uh, we have checkered garters here, uh, everywhere here in South Texas. Uh, mean, don't I, tell I, me that. <laughs> I, find, I find them in my backyard. Every year I find don't tell them me that. in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. And they're and here specifically, they are beautiful. They're they're yeah. just this perfect olive green, and they uh, got the uh, the contract with the eyes, right? Yes, yeah. yes. That sharp red tongue, yeah. That yeah. beautiful, beautiful yellow stripe, orange stripe, you know. Yeah. And yeah. every time I find one, you know, it's it's the it's the second most common common reptile we find here, other than uh one of my favorites, yeah, is Marcianus. Yeah. Gosh, every time I see them, I'm like, these things are beautiful, and I and I've I've found little babies, and I've and, I you keep know, them and feed them earthworms. As far as the Anolphus goes, those are pretty hardy, you know. Mm -hmm. Because you know they can be very delicate animals, yeah. you know, and uh, but Marcianus are pretty popular because of their hardiness, you know. They're, they're they're great. The 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 blacknecks that we find in West Texas, those are those are pretty special too. Those are those are kind of neat, really skittish, very very thin, light. Easterns or westerns? Do you find? <sighs> I you know I, I can't I couldn't probably tell the you the answer. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably the easterns. Yeah, the, the it's the it's the got to be the eastern blackneck because that's the beginning of their range. Okay, uh, because yeah. we still find uh, Marcianus over there. Okay. Anyways, we're we're gonna start talking about garter snakes, and I'll keep going on garter right, snakes. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so what? So let, let's just talk about corns. Uh, you have a very specialized corn collection. That's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on. Could you tell us kind of an idea, a global look at what your your corn collection looks like? What my corn snake? It's uh, I'm well. I'm really focused on the uh, pure lines. You yes, know, yeah. uh, the locality morphs, and I've gotten, I've, uh, I've gotten my, you know, I've, uh, you know, been able to get my hands on quite a few. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> and uh, that's where my focus is. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the pure line or the locality morphs, um, got three different lines of sun kissed. Uh, Two different lines of annery. I have a motley that's uh, Dick from Dixie County, and I have all the Jasper every Jasper you know every available Jasper County morph you know. So the red zaps, the sunkiss, yeah, phoenix, which I guess I believe is the combination of the two. Yeah, uh, I, that's what I have. I have a amel sunkiss male and a sunkiss male. So we're and, looking at, at at corns. What kind of what pushed you in that direction? What uh, pushed me there? Comparison. Yeah, the hobby did. 
you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really did. Uh, uh, you know, uh, in the beginning, in the beginning, I was quite overwhelmed with corn snakes because uh, the history, they've been in captivity for so long. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there was so much to catch up on. Uh, you know, I felt I was so behind, like I kind of was under depression that I was so far behind on morph combinations and doing stuff like that. So I was quite overwhelmed. So I just took my time, absorbed as much as I could, you know, and from uh, uh, 2012 to about 2019, I took, it took about five years to really, to, to, I really felt like I knew what was going on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, where I really felt like I had a grasp on things, you know, because genetically it, it seems like there's so much going on so much more that meets the eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's how it was for me coming back to it. Like the landscape had changed so much from when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. Like getting back into into corns have like heavily within the last two or three years, you know, it was like coming back to it after really not paying any attention to what was going on morph wise. Like, mm -hmm. like oh my god, like what happened? Like before, I felt like what we had in two thousand four was was like this is perfect. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff, but there's not too much. And then I show up and I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, where did all this stuff come from? Yeah, you know, you know so it is overwhelming to, to sort of have to play catch up and like get back on on top of things and know like what's going on and like I'm still struggling with that a lot, you know. I, I, yeah, my frustration started, uh, you know, you you always end up with something you don't want, like Jeanette. Like I'm like like when I start a project, it's always from scratch, and uh, but everything that I started, there was always something that came with it that I didn't want. Yeah. And it, and even like, cause all my first pairings are outcrossing. So I want to push back what I don't want and then, you know, bring forth what I do want, you know, but that never, you know, they would still pop up stuff that I didn't want. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they, that's kind of like the charm to, for, to corns for a lot of people, but uh, not, you know, for me, it was very frustrating cause I, you know, I'm very specific. Yeah. I'm what I want or what I'm trying to work on or, you know, like that. So, uh, the, the locality morphs, you know, they don't, they don't come with all that package. Yeah. They're much cleaner, you know, uh, and that's kind of what kind of pushed me there initially. Um, um, you just have more, you know, and that's just it. They're just cleaner lines, yeah. you know. I, they don't. They don't come with things that I don't want. Right. And I could add anything that I want, you yeah. know. Well, it's when a you ground say, ground zero, you know. Right. When you say locality morphs and you stay starting from scratch, are you like example? Are you talking about like the stuff I'm doing with the island stuff of like, okay, I'm going to pair a ghost tessera to a wild caught male from a locality well, that i know like well, what i mean is if uh they they just uh don't um if i take like like i'm just gonna use uh you know 
you only are you know you only have the the morphs that you put in you know uh you know i'm you know when i'm getting uh you know when i bred the amel sunkiss to the hendry county those babies only have those three hats you right. know those three genes you know and uh that's that's what i want you know it, uh, if you have you have uh anary glades county stuff yeah yeah and and you know that that's the only thing that's in there because they're either you know wild cots or f1s f2s yeah. and people have worked on line breeding them yeah and if uh, something new pops up you know it's something or something different pops up you know it's something different you know right. too you know it's very reminiscent of the leonis people the guys that are into variable king snakes uh -huh. are like so strict on lineage that like you need to know who bred your snakes you need to know who produced the snakes they produced them from yeah. you need to have the you know is this a bloaty pinner that's been bred to a vivid that has this? And that way, when you start seeing anomalies in your already variable species, which is kind of funny, which is one of the things I kind of love yeah. about it. It's like you start seeing anomalies. You've just generated that anomaly yeah. out of your – because they're, they're, the, the variable kings do this weird thing where I can have two identical snakes, and I can breed them for five seasons. And for four seasons, I'll get the exact same thing. Same thing, boom, 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 boom. And then one season, I'll get two or three that are yeah. just completely different. Right. And, and, that, and that's another thing. You can't trace back anything, you know. It's impossible, you know. Yeah. So well, I, uh, I will say that's been the sort of the frustration with this uh, Pied Blood Red to the Ghost Tessera female um, in not knowing the hets on, on the Pied side. Like, uh -huh. yeah. I had no idea if he had any hats. Uh, I wasn't told if he had any hats. So when I hatch out babies that are completely not what I was expecting to come out, now it's like, you know, I'm sending Chris pictures and I'm like, <laughs> was he had diffused? Like these kind of look diffused ish. And then it's yeah. like, no, I think they're hypo. And you send it to some other people and they're like, yeah, it definitely looks hypo. But it's still like, does any, like, no one can really know. There's always going to be that, that 0.001% of, of, uh, not knowing, you know, that yeah. unknown factor where it's like, I can't say for sure what's going on, you know, and it's like, am I going to raise up babies and, you know, test breed and produce an entire clutch just to figure out what's going on? You know, if it's a project I'm working with, sure, but it's like, if it's stuff where I'm just trying to figure that out, that seems like a lot of work to go through just to find out that it's het hypo, you know, or for example, but... I'm right there with you. It's 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 frustrating. You yeah. know, I'm not complaining. They're awesome snakes. They're all gorgeous. They've all shed and they look right, right. awesome. But it's like if I want to part with these now, I'm like I know we what I've read. Sure what yeah, right. we we know what the pair was. Here's we know exactly were, what the babies were. Came out. Yeah. 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 It, it, you know I, I, oh go ahead, Joe. Sorry. When I'm getting normals, as crazy as it sounds, it it, it tells me that I've got what I've said I've got, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you know, nothing crazy is popping up, you know, uh, so that that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you I, know. I, I got a, I got a male ultra male Motley Tessera. He's Motley in stripe. So he's, he's visual Motley, but he's got Motley in stripe. He's head anary. I, I know what he is. I've bred him for seven years. I've bred him to a lot of stuff. I know what he produces. So I, I can use him as a base. Well, I got this beautiful little, reverse uh oak tea uh was told it was a fluorescent kind of did a little bit more homework it's not a fluorescent uh but she is like textbook perfect reverse oak tea. like 
they don't get better. Her most of the saddles are white. She's got just enough deep red. Her her base color is that gorgeous orange, kind of like your hat. Like wow, what a thing. <laughs> yeah. So I pair her to him because here's what I want, right? I want to get AMLs that look like that. I want to get ultra males that look like that, and I want to get Tessera AML and ultra males that look like that. That and, and I'm happy. I know what hats are in there, but I'm going to hold back a male or two, and I'm going to decide which male looks better. I'm going to pair him back to mom, and that way I can start getting Ultramel and AML Okatee stuff that is, is from my collection that I know is going to look good. And I hatched out Ultramel uh, Anneries. I hatched out Snows. <laughs> I, I hatched out one that has like a plain belly that almost looks masked, but it's not. Uh, and, you know, the, the Tesseras, and I, I only got one Tessera that wasn't either a Snow or an Ultramel Annery. And Ultramel Annery and Snows are great, but they kind of eat the Okatee look, right? Uh, when you start compounding the uh, Amel in there and the Ultramel with the Annery, so it turns out she was head Annery, and oh, man, I, I got some bangers in that clutch. I got some amazing snakes in that clutch, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't be complaining, but I got a lot of stuff in that clutch that I just wasn't planning on having. Yeah. And, and so... Totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a like uh, perfectionist, you know, and and such a specialized. Uh, I do it, you know, in a, such a specialized way, you know. Uh, I want, you know, that that stuff. I want exactly what I want, <laughs> yeah. you know? and that's it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you know. That's that's good though. That's good. Uh, that that, you know, you you. Some may look at your collection and say, "Well, you kind of worked in reverse. You you, you started with trenches. You went I'm to going, damn no. I'm going exactly. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you're getting right. easier. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's I not. Feel, I feel that way too. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I'd almost disagree. I think you're getting harder to find, right? Like it. it I I see a lot more damn nofus for sale. Maybe not some of the species you've had, of course, but uh, than I do pure lineage corn snakes that are locality. And, and, you know, and, and, and though, who cares about the complexity of the care? If you're going to do the job, you're going to do the job. You're, you're right. going to do the best of your abilities. Yeah. You're, you've, you've actually be, it seemingly become more refined, right? And, and I, I, th I think that's really cool. I think that's one of the reasons we kind of Thank knew you. that we wanted to, to have you on. You know, I got to say, you know, when I started doing this, you know, now, you know, I had a decent collection that was produced, you know, like honey motleys and sunkissed opals and orchids. I gave all that up, you know, to start over. Yeah. You know, the way that I, you know, I felt like the hobby, I thought the corn snake really needed it, <laughs> you know. Um, I thought it would, you know, it was an opportunity. I saw yeah. an opportunity and I was willing to, uh, you know, get into it, put all, you know, put both feet into it uh, i thought it was going to be a, a me i you know for me it was like a making a, a sacrifice i thought i was kind of uh committing a hobby suicide i, did, <laughs> I didn't know how it was gonna be perceived but not that i you know really care about that yeah. <laughs> you know you know you got to do it do what you you know do you got to follow your heart you know and that's what i did you know i i i I felt very strongly that this is the way uh, it should be done, you know. And uh, I got a buddy, Joe Pierce. Uh, you know, he's—I'm not the only one doing this. Uh, Joe Pierce yeah. is the one that kind of put me on uh, this path, and uh, you know, so I got a buddy 
to, uh, you know, uh, kick uh, ideas around with and kind of just, you know, work with. You know, you you hit a nail on the head there. When you stop kind of caring about what other people are are thinking, what other people are doing, uh, what other people are saying is going to make things successful, you really start to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. It's... I've been that kind of person my whole life. <laughs> you know, that's good. That's yeah, that's amazing. I'm, you know, I'm a straight. Uh, you know, I'm, I was a hairstylist. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Uh, so everything I've done, you know, was just a little different. <laughs> you know, I just that's a, good. Yeah. You know, there's there's an artistry to that. There's there's a there's also a calculation to it. Yeah. You know, there's... Yeah. I you know to me it is an art and science. You know. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's it's definitely like you know and it's a combination of both for sure well i still uh i still am all about simpler projects and in terms of like yeah and that's another keeping thing the, keeping the gene like the number of genes if my label maker has to print out 12 inches of, of tape <laughs> on a label like that's too much man like yeah i yeah. like simple stuff i like not hatching stuff and having to guess like what the hell's going on i know he kind of like he kind of likes the variety of things i'm kind of the opposite where it's like i want something a little more predictable right i want something that's not going to throw me for a loop yeah predictable uh, is a good word know, for i sure. just yeah i'm the same way like here. the massive combinations and stuff like and combinations like, like two combination stuff cool like three combination maybe but yeah like anything past you know, that, like we're now it's just getting yeah i started to realize that a lot of my favorite stuff was just more simpler you know you know along the way i kind of realized that stacking jeans doesn't always make it better you know or prettier you know there's some you got to have some uh taste you know got to be tasteful about it <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, and uh, and th- and that was one of the things that kind of sent me this in this direction too, was because I just it just seemed like people that's all people cared about was just stacking jeans and not really caring about the outcome, mm-hmm. but yeah. caring more about it's got this, this, and this in it, you know. But it looks like a snow, yeah. <laughs> you know. Not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I, I hatched that snake this year: uh, caramel, cinder, diffuse, sunkissed, mask, five jeans, five jeans. Yeah, and we we thought that it may have had two copies of mask and made it a super mask. And you know, talking with JT and and, and uh, Jeff Bong, there's there's like very few of these, right? Very uh-huh. few of these have right. been produced. Oh yeah, I right. had I had a zero point zero five four percent chance of producing this snake in a in a in a nine egg clutch, right? Like, holy crap! Like I was trying to produce honeys, right? Like I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to make oh, honeys, wanted, yeah. I wanted these Miami honeys that I have one of, and I wanted to make more of that, and I and I did, and, it, and, it, and it's kind of funny. Like, I, I posted pictures online. I had tons of people messaging me, people overseas wanting to buy this snake, and it is a gorgeous animal. It's so cool looking. It's so weird. I, I've literally never seen one. Right. Uh, I, I know JT's produced one. I think Jess produced one, and I'm sure uh, Walter Smith produced one. Right. Like he's all of these animals come from the loins of Walter Smith. Uh, yeah it, it happened right like there, there's but let's say there's 10 and and i kind of looked at it and i was like i don't want this snake at all right like this is not what i was trying to produce what i was trying to produce is sitting in these other tubs over here and it's it, it's got two genes we now know that they definitely have mask and mask is one of the reasons they have the look that they have but i'm like i just want to i want a whole clutch of that but that's where personality comes into the calculation comes into the art right 
me personally, I knew what I wanted. I got it. I want to keep that. But there are people that do kind of want to fold the cheese until it's soup. And 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 I I think you said something really good about it, them kind of looking like snow. Uh, sometimes you fold the cheese and you kind of get a patternless kind of blank snake. Yeah. And it's like you, you've done so much to it that now it doesn't really look like anything. It's like super zebra carpets. Yeah. yeah. I love zebra carpets, but supers do absolutely nothing for me because I'm like, how are you going to take one of the coolest looking carpet morphs? Can I excuse myself for one second? No sure. problem at all, Joe. Uh, sorry, I'll be right back. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, I that, love zebras, but like when I saw a super zebra for the first time, I was like, that's really kind of kind of disappointing. I was expecting more. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I just I, it sucks to me. I don't I think pattern list cool. stuff for the most part doesn't do a whole lot for me anyways, but really I just yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I like contrast. I like busyness. I like, you know. I like I like a patternless snake that holds the base color, kind of. That's yeah. But again, personal, just kind of kind of personal flavor. But yeah, that like that snake that I have, I, I'm 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 sure I'm just gonna Alex is gonna get it, and and like, I think it's a badass snake, and I want to see what it looks like. Oh, for but sure. I, but but yeah. I think it's kind of one of those things for me. What ticks in my brain is like I hatched the thing that I wanted to hatch, and it kind of just folded the cheese so much that I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that's. Like a couple steps further than I wanted to go, but yeah. then there's a little bit of me that also says, "Wow, Chris, like raise that thing up. What does that thing look like? Like make more of them." I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's corns are tough. Corns are tough, man. There's so much in there. There's so many, uh, so many things. There's there's so many things that. <sighs> I mean, with that hypo clutch, like the yeah. testicles that came out of that are really nice. But I'll tell you what, man, those normal pattern babies, they're badass. Like, oh my god, like. I'll take those over the testers. Like if someone put a gun in my head and said, you got to choose hat, like one yeah. or the other in this group, I'm going to pick those, those normals do. They just, the, the, the thing that I'm wondering, the, the whole, the whole clutch per math can't be hypo. Right. Right. Math says the whole clutch is hypo unless dad is hypo. Even if he was hit though, if he was hit, you'd only have 50%. Right, because she's visual, he's het. You'd only have fifty percent. Yeah, I, again, this is where like I really come up short in corners. I because they look very unique, and I, and you know there there is the thought that uh, most of the pied uh, blood red stuff is either masked or super masked. So the question would be, does mask take that at a single level, right, and do mm-hmm. that to a snake? And I don't know if it does because those things are. Very hypo esque. Hey. Uh, I'm still, yeah. I mean, and even with the mask stuff, I'm still not 100% sure exactly how that whole thing works. I know Sarah's mentioned in, you know, a couple of videos she's done as to whether or not, I guess there's still some debate as to whether or not masks should even be considered like. Is it a line break trade? Or is it a something that's there? Yeah. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Is it, is it's there. It, basically, is it something that's floating around everywhere? But yeah. it's not until you put it with certain things does it really sort of show up. Kind of, I don't know. It's and that's just, a good point. Does does mask... there's so much variation in how it how it expresses itself? You yeah. Can have some that you know, JT's. I've got some snakes from JT where it's like mask question mark. Like it might yeah. be there if you look for it, you can see it. If you're not looking for it, you cannot see it. Like it kind yeah. of open interpretation. But then you have those animals where it's like the entire head pattern just blown out. There's nothing yeah. there. Like you know, it's just odd. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. 
That's the, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. <clears throat> it's it's kind of funny. I, I've kind of even recently, and this is kind of a, a little bit of a tangent, have seen posts from people that have been doing this for 30 years plus, like big time names that have posted things. And I look, I look at it and I'm like, I know without a doubt you are wrong, right? Like I know genetically based off of things that have been proven out over the last 30 years that what you're saying to people is incorrect, which kind of makes me think that none of us have the full picture in our brains, right? Like no one person has the complete answer, right? So well, that kind of goes back to the whole conversation of having things mixed and folded so much over the last, you know, 30 years. Yeah. That it's like at you least, get to that point to where least. you can't even like stuff just can't even be identified at, at a point, you know. That's yeah. why that's why I'm with Joe in that aspect of of you know simple, keeping things like predictable. You know, like this is what you on paper should be getting. It's uh, not twenty genes working in in combination and just a blender, you know, of, of sorts. A it's, blender, right? <laughs> what you put together is what you should get out of it, you know. Yeah. up. On the uh, the old school uh, herpers for uh, group, on, uh -huh. uh, well, if you know when they post uh, price old priceless, you know you could see that they've been hybridizing corns uh, going back way way. <laughs> you know, it's like forty years, yeah, Plus. yeah, yeah, and it's you know I don't know what what made people to do that, but. And I mean, the, like the unknown aspect of it too is exciting. I think that kind of comes over from the I, side of I, things for me. Like I do like that, the curiosity of it. Right. Sir. I do I, like I the excitement it. of not knowing what's going to come out of a clutch, but at the same time, if I'm putting stuff together where I know that's going to be the case, like fine. But if it's something like with these hypos where I'm like, none of this is what, I thought was supposed to be coming out and now it's again like now I'm at a loss because it's like I don't know what if I don't know what these things are how is anybody else supposed to know like yeah. and then you're just kind of just kind of hits a wall you know? mm -hmm. yeah. that, that that pairing for me that I did this year made some amazing babies I've got four or five snakes in there that I could show anybody and they'd go wow I, I uh, 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 Matt Morris uh, who does a lot of Okatee and Ultrama Okatee stuff I sent him one of the, the Ultrama Okatees and I was like look at this and he's like that one's perfect i didn't know he and, did ultramills yeah I, yeah he does he does okatee uh, uh okatee specific stuff no him and ken deal do some 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 ultramill stuff and like we kind of looked at it and he was like that's a badass snake and i was like thanks man and then i kind of looked at the rest of the clutch and i was like i'm never doing this pairing again like it's it's yeah. shocked for me because there's so many other genes that now have combined together that now i gotta think about the mom being head 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 anery and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that right like I, i'm not i'm not throwing snakes away Right. I didn't decide today that I'm I'm a wholesaler and I'm selling everything for five dollars a piece. Right. Uh, every one of them's going to get a meal. Everyone's going to be kept until it's fed. I'm not selling stuff out of the egg. You know, I didn't I'm not give it up on a hobby, but it does kind of suck because that that was a planned pairing that I had looked forward to since I bought the bait, the, the snake. Uh, you know, I think she's actually four years old. I, I usually go a little longer on mine just because I don't feed as much. And <sighs> what do you do? And Joe, yeah, I think you what, have the answer. Yeah, you do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is kind of a tough sort of, I mean, ethical thing that's going to vary depending on who you ask. But like one of those things where it's like you know your chances of getting a certain animal of a pairing are like super slim, but you're going to continue to shoot for it year after year after year. Yeah, 
It's like you're still producing a ton of animals that still have to go somewhere and have to, you know. So I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like I don't, I don't know if if I do that pairing again, knowing that I the chances of yeah. me getting that similar thing again, that exact combination, yeah, is huge. Shout out to JT. The the snakes that I uh, produced from snakes that he produced, I got exactly the gamut of possible genetics. I didn't get any question marks. I did get a question mark in the fact of is it mask or super mask. Now that's a little right. more deleterious of a question than I think we could say off, off the cuff. But I got exactly what was planned. The genetics that were told to me when I purchased the animals were exactly the genetics that I played with when I did it. And, you know, we, we could go on about this forever. Uh, leopard geckos, this has become a major deal in leopard geckos. And Joe, I, I know you, you, you have or have, have had some. a leopard gecko. Yeah. 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 Uh, leopard gecko people will produce something, try to produce a line of things because, you know, they breed a little quicker and then they'll test breed it to everything. They'll, they'll, They'll test breed to make sure it doesn't have any of the albinos in it, test breed to make sure that it doesn't have any of the snows in it, test breed to make sure it doesn't have eclipse or marble eye. And it's like, wow, they, they will really go to the Earth's depths to be able to stop and say, I have a pure this. And it's, where's that in corn snakes? <laughs> well, we have them on the podcast today. So, uh, well, Joe, why don't, uh, you know, so, so you're working with locality animals. You're working with pure morph animals that are uh, relative to those localities. Uh, why don't you give a couple examples of the stuff that you that really stands out in your collection? Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm really focused on the uh, the Jasper County uh, stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, when I uh, initially got into corns, uh, in my mind, I was it was good. My collection was going to be Okatiza Miami's. You know. Uh, Sunkiss, you know, a friend of mine gave me the uh, uh, corn snake morph guide, the Pritzel book. Yeah. I had that book, be, you know, it was the 2009 edition. And it just, it was, I had it laying around the house. And that's how I became familiar with Sunkiss. You know, uh, Sunkiss is what really pulled me, <laughs> you know. Sunkiss is badass. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And what, what drew me to it initially was, it, it still looked natural, but it was a little different. You know, I knew nothing other than that, you know, uh, when I first got a Sunkiss, you know, uh, uh, Sunkiss corn. You know, so when I got that, those first uh, corn, Sunkiss, I didn't know nothing other than they were just Sunkiss corns. And I knew that morph came from an Okiti line or Love line. And that's, you know, I was like, cool, you know, well, you know, someone local, uh, Chad Fuse, uh, had some sunk baby sun kiss corn. So, you know, I didn't, so I grabbed one right away. <laughs> and, uh, so as soon as I get it, you know, I start, you know, seeing, you know, what am I going to do with this? And the first thing that popped out to me was sun kiss anneries, you know, yeah. and, and the more I learned about sun kiss, the more amazed I was with the morph, you know, it's crazy how something, uh, you know, that almost looks so natural, you throw it to a stripe and motley and you get like a completely new thing, you know, uh, and that's amazing. That amazed me and, uh, Reverse what, motleys. yeah. Yeah. And then when you put it to Andre, you get the, the yellow. Yeah. And this yeah. man, was, like in terms of just yeah, so right off stuff, just killer. So right off the bat, 
I jumped into Sunkiss Annery projects. Okay. And uh, that was back in 2012. That's, you know, and then Sunkiss Annery turned into Sunkiss Motley, Sun, or Sunkiss Annery Motley, Sunkiss mm -hmm. Annery Stripe, <laughs> you know, uh, Sunkiss Snow. You had Amel, you know, and then I started adding Red Factor. Yeah. You know, so I just start. I just focused on uh, the Sunkiss Annery and just was building off of that, you know, you know, I, so that's kind of, those were my first projects. And, uh, so, and then I just wanted to breed everything into Sunkiss, like, you know, every, every like we all do, <laughs> you know, I, it, what, one of, one of the combinations you said, Sunkiss ghosts, Sunkiss Annery, Sunkiss snows. I, I don't, I don't think people, God, they look good in pictures, but I don't think people appreciate those animals until they see them in person. Right. Uh, I've got Sunkiss stuff. I've got honey stuff. Uh -huh. And, and uh, Westmoreland sent me a uh, a Sunkiss Ghost Red Factor, and oh my God! Like <laughs> I open up this box, and I see this. I got a, a Sunkiss hypo from him also that is just impeccable. Yeah. Uh, but I open it up and I look at the snake, and I was just like, Nah, man, that's gonna change your collection. Like that animal right yeah. there. Yeah. It's just that 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 fold of cheese, if we're talking about folding cheese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Sunkiss Annery, Sunkiss Ghost, Sunkiss uh, uh, Snows, and then you put in put in a little bit of Red Factor. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's a perfect corn Is there almost. such a thing as a little bit of Red Factor, though? Uh, Well, there's one copy of Red Factor or two copies of Red Factor. So, You know, uh, I find that Red Factor can mask some kissed a little bit you know yes, that is true uh and uh i you know i've had a lot i've made a lot of red factor sunkiss stuff and uh i think this this year is the first time i've got one that has the both the yellow and the pink okay. <laughs> you know yeah. so uh looking forward to see how that you know raises up you know grows up because it's, it's going to be smoker <laughs> you know yes yeah you know, yeah, they're, and, they're good. You know, and I'm I'm really into the Sunkiss Snow Stripe stuff, and you know, and uh, those are uh, those are the only uh, projects I have left, uh, kind of, um, from my you know from the earlier days <laughs> or whatever. <Yeah. laughs> you know, um, so how many pairings are you doing in a season currently? Like, what's the sort of the average? Uh like. Anywhere between ten to fifteen or so. Okay. Um, you know, I was trying. I was actually going for twenty. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Um, let me see. Let me see here. As far as I got, uh, looks like I got fourteen. I think I made it to fourteen clutches. I think I still have. I still may have three gravid females. Nice um five i've got five that have hatched and uh, about nine that still have to uh you know still incubating so so as you're as you're making these pairings uh you know we again we could look at your facebook page and we can kind of see some of the stuff you've got a lot of locality centric morphs now uh so kind of like you said that that outside of the sun projects outside of the stuff that you were from kind of uh from the past now you've kind of moved into more, uh, you know, Jasper County stuff, Glades County, Hendry County. Uh, 
single gene specific animals it kind of looks like you're starting to fold in some of the jasper county stuff right yeah uh well you know there's uh love line pierce line and sherman line you know you're, those yeah, yeah. those are the three lines that gave us and i got a mills line you know and uh i'm you know crossing them together is a good way to to outcross them you know the sherman line needs to be outcrossed the love line needs to be outcrossed the Pierce and uh, so cross, you know, cross, you know, bring in those three lines together. You know, I'm out crossing them, and it and uh, really, it's more of a even though they're county specific animals, that's my morph project. You know, it's yeah. a morph project to me uh, with using uh, county specific animals because uh, that you know what's uh, what is Jasper County known for? It's for known for their uh, you know, rich coloration, the contrast, and you're just going to get that in the morphs, you know, that you're going to yeah. get, you know, breed together, you know, with, the, you know, with those lines. So, you know, now, Justin, are you Jasper County? Uh, it's about a 20 minute drive. Okay. But that's what I'm going for with those is uh, contrast and color. You know, that's, that's what I'm really after. Uh, with those uh, crossing those lines together you know color yeah, so, i mean it's almost like it's almost out crossing without out crossing you know right <laughs> yeah you know and then and, and it's that's connected to seeing all these plain looking you know that really sent me in the direction where i want to see color yeah yeah you know again i want to see a corn snake that looks like a corn snake you know i like the morphs and i like a really you know uh you know but uh I still want it to, you know, be recognizable as a corn. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like, you know, these days, you know, the the less it looks like a corn, the more people like it. <laughs> you know, and sometimes, yeah. And uh, I, and I'm just the opposite. You know, I I love the morphs, but I still want it to look like a a Pantherophis gutatus. You know, uh, that's that's uh, my thing. You know. So so are you are you taking different county animals and crossing them or are you trying to keep I, everything county specific yeah i got uh yeah i'm crossing the uh, annery stuff yeah i'm doing sunkiss anneries uh the sunkiss anneries i could do uh, i've got those on well right now I've, I've only gotten as far as bringing them into the hendry county okay. and the glades county uh to do you know the sunkiss annery stuff uh that are you know but that's kind of cool because one you're gonna make really good looking snakes yeah that are het right <laughs> but right then right your, then your visuals once you make visuals are gonna be real special yeah i'm, I'm still just making f1s yeah. <laughs> you know i'm building i'm not doing projects i'm building a population <laughs> yeah. you know uh with all these uh you know simple locality morphs you know uh next year i'll be uh uh, you know, next year I want to do uh, lava annery, uh, sunkiss amel to red coat lava, you know, sunkiss amel to red coat, motley anneries, you know, yeah. and uh, you know that's kind of like bread and butter stuff, you know. It it, it is, but it isn't, right? Right, right, exactly. You know, it, it, and it, and 
I, I'm glad you recognize it's kind of sad in a way <laughs> you know, that I have to kind of do that, you know, uh, you know, uh, cause, uh, like I said, it, you know, uh, working with garter snakes. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, there's an internet. I mean, they have, a, a they're very against hybridization yeah. on an international level. And it's just, you never have to worry about, Right. Uh, you know, you knew what you had, you knew, yeah. you knew what you're getting. And, uh, I kind of, you know, I respect that big time, you know, it, you know, just to take a Castanya Motley and pairing it into a wild caught snake, right? Like that's, he's kind of trying to break it down. You start breaking down the genetics. You start, you know, you're, you're going to get heads, but what are those heads going to look like? Let's take the best examples of those heads, pair those together. Let's see what the best example of these morphs we can do is. And, and that's, yeah, that's awesome. You know, well, for you know, me, I think it's it's more so like okay, we've already seen what what some of these morphs do when paired into the other things that are already like sort of popular. But it's like okay, we have this now untapped sort of genetic population of stuff. Let's see what direction it goes when we tie it into those things that are already yeah. proven. And and that's the exciting part for me is yeah. not knowing what's gonna come in the next you know six to eight years with some of this stuff is like is it going to end up being its own thing down the line maybe maybe not but you're never going to know until you do it so yeah i'm sure there are people that have you know that probably think i'm pretty crazy for making snow heads yeah. <laughs> you know you know uh something that was done you know way back when you know uh but uh i want it you know the snows that i remember were pearly white. Yeah. And I just, you know, I've, you know, I've always liked snows. I love snow corns, you know, and, uh, it's going to be different, you know, it's like, uh, reinventing something old, <laughs> you know, um, but you're going to end up having something that is unique to your own, right? Exactly. Like you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're literally going to make something that nobody. That's, that's what I'm hoping. For. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, you know, cause it's still, I haven't reached to the point where I'm producing F2s yet, yep. you know, hopefully next year that'll start. And, uh, you know, and another thing that, you know, uh, has, has a lot to do with this is, uh, yellow jacket. Um, something that's never talked about ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's your, I mean, what's your position on, on that? What's my position on that? Uh, you know how there's, there's old, another one that seems people like you know how there's uh old, you know how there's old school blood reds and new school blood reds yep uh old school blood red you know i think when the yellow jacket gene met blood red it gave you more of the orange blood red uh and that's like how i see the whole corn snake population you know if you really start looking at the base colorations of stuff uh you know i want to bring back you know the corn look <laughs> you yeah. know the old school look of a corn you know it's like uh you know a normal corn would come up and it would be a beautiful normal corn and people would think that it's like red factor or trying to put a name <laughs> on it you know yeah. and it was just a normal corn and it's like have you is has it been that long since you've seen a normal corn snake <laughs> and what it looks like? Yeah, you know when a, a nor, just a normal corn looks spectacular. You know, looks like 
It, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know it's like it's it, it's so funny to talk to people that are newer in the hobby and be like, you you know that people like line bred corns with no morphs mm-hmm. and made some really badass animals. Have right. you seen those? Like, yeah, yeah, right. It, it's it's almost. I hate to say this, and I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way towards anybody, but it's almost like our Tiger Woods, which was ball pythons, and it was, it made this hobby so much more popular than it had ever been, made everybody so obsessed with the folding in morphs and the compounds of morphs that it, the more names you tag onto that snake, the better it is, instead of the people that spent 30, 40 years line breeding these animals to be the best versions of themselves or yeah. even just finding the best localities and working with just that and 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 we kind of blew that out of the water and, and again you go back to other sub factions of this hobby crested geckos gargoyle geckos lichianus you know the rachidactylus family uh leopard geckos uh turtles uh tortoises they're so enamored with line breeding and, and getting those lines, uh, Leonis, even, even in this, everybody's so enamored with getting these line bred animals. Perfect. Let's, let's make the perfect example of this with just compounding. Just, just let, let's find those genetics that also exist that aren't just recessive traits or, or, or co-dominant traits. And it's almost like we got lost in the sauce with corn yeah. sometimes. Yeah. When, uh, I, I learned a lot, <clears throat> I learned about yellow jacket from Joe Pierce. Yeah. And, uh, that was right around 2019 and, and that's after that i didn't i couldn't see things the same everything <laughs> it was just so different you know yeah. it's like you put on it's like taking off sunglasses or something because like that movie they live yeah, yeah once i understood what yellow jacket is and what it does uh i never i didn't see things the same after that i had to do it differently and i had to test myself like am i thinking right yeah. <laughs> you know you know i'm always you know you got to test yourself you know because you know and uh now that i've got you know and i'm seeing the difference you know my f1s have so much color uh you know with no red enhancing genes it's you know I'm 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 blown away by it. I really am. Just by simply avoiding yellow jacket and choosing those lines that don't have it. Yeah. Uh and bringing those ones together, what it's been a world of difference. Like uh, like it's crazy, you know. So we've never actually talked about it and this is a great tangent. Uh and I'm actually not that familiar with it. Could you could you go on could you tell us a little bit about what red jacket does or i'm sorry yeah. yellow jacket and, well, and what, it, what it may what some of the uh the best like, of it may be i'll just use the blood red as an example it turns red to orange you know okay basically you know it like the blood red is i think is the most perfect is a good example you know of what yellow jacket does you know uh everyone wants the old school blood reds because they have that rich deep red coloration yeah Mm-hmm. And I think you don't see that anymore is because of yellow jacket came into the picture and, and it's so dominant. It's such a dominant gene that it's, it's in everyone's collection. It is, you know, and I had to eliminate 
just about my whole collection in order to get rid of it you know and uh but it's but also if you know how to see it once you see it it's it's your it's over with um but you could also breed it out you know okay. it's cape you you know i have hobby lines that have been uh that have been you know had the yellow jacket kind of bred out you know okay. and you can see the difference in those animals and their hobby lines you know yeah and uh it's it's crazy you know just that one simple thing made the like that you know just learning about that really was probably the biggest impact it doesn't model the, you're not muddling the contrast as much you're not building that kind of yellow which which is something that i've kind of talked about and i don't know if you listened to some of the earlier uh episodes um i have some very yellow neck stripes that have kind of uh come out of my collection and, and they're beautiful they, they really are neat because it's like a yes. an stripe that has half the snake is gold right it's yeah. kind of cool but i kind of started trying to figure out maybe this is buff and then i kind of started looking at buff anneries like, no that's that's not that maybe this is a het caramel proved out this year it's not het caramel uh but then i kind of started thinking about, i was like hmm, this really sounds like yellow jacket because this is doing that thing where you're losing a little bit of the contrast and then oh. over time it starts to show up I'll, I'll tell you how i see it um you know with the coral with red factor you have uh you know different lines right yeah you know uh jmg you know neon they are different champagne yeah. you know i've had and they are a little different you know and i kind of see like uh yellow jacket buff and there's another one uh there's another there's a third you know they're just yellow enhancing jeans you know yeah and I see, and uh, you know, it's like uh, Joe Pierce kind of made this comparison. You know, in, in bearded dragons, you have bright red bearded dragons, and then you have bright yellow ones. You know, so you there's yellow jeans and red jeans. You know, and that's how I see red factor and yellow jacket stuff. You know, to me, yellow jacket buff, and uh, there's another one I can't can't think of. But I see, I see them as the same gene, but you know different lines you know they do the yeah. same stuff you know they you know so that's how i compare that's how i see it you know yeah. um so yeah <laughs> no that, that that's uh that that's that's uh yeah if you want bright red you have to stay away from yellow you know yeah. but if you want yellow you know then that's what you know then you go for those jeans you know caramel buff and uh whatever There's the other golden is one of them golden uh, that that's that's a little tougher one to find because it was proved recessive but is also like kind of got lost in the sauce with caramel and uh kind of what originally happened with charcoal and annery you know we definitely have two different lines of annery we know they're not compatible but you could also compound them and then if you get one that's compounded which i think is called a granite and i'm not maybe wrong with the compound name uh it's really hard to delineate the two if you produce a clutch that is actually both right uh the, so so back so back on the locality uh -huh. uh, single morph stuff uh i i kind of wanted to ask let's say we're working with some, some glaze county anneries some some hendry county anneries uh maybe maybe some of the uh, jasper county stuff do you see a difference uh whether it's breeding feeding babies you mean with having, the wild caught stuff yeah the, the, not not even yeah the wild caught or derivative short generation derivative of wild caught well, the, only, the only difference i've seen is with, with the wild caught animals you know okay. uh, they're just a little bit more uh 
they they're just you know uh captive bred animals have that uh you know that um uh the aggr aggressive eaters you know <laughs> domesticated. They're, they're domesticated yeah right? like you know they're not as you know they're they're not as aggressive as with their eating you know they're uh but that's like the sign that you know that's but to me that's the sign that it's a wild caught animal <laughs> you know it, it prefers live <laughs> you know yeah stuff like that you know yeah. so you know for me that just reinforced that it was a wild caught you know and uh uh, but that's really the only difference that I've seen. You know, everything else that I've got is captive bred. So, you do know. you have some some wild caught morph stuff? The the Glades County stuff is wild caught. That's badass. Yeah, <laughs> one I'm of jealous. my it's one of my favorites, and and those anneries are so uh, they're awesome. One of my I love them. I love them. You that's know? what I messaged you about. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I want a pair of those Glades counties. Yeah, They're and I'm so damn cool. I'm man. building on the group, you know. I'm, I'll be getting yeah. some more uh, animals to, for outcrossing, and I, I'm definitely, you know, that's, you know, I don't, you know, I don't consider myself a lo locality. I am. I'm, I'm a purist. Yeah. Um, I know other people that I I think are more of a locality type people. Uh, I'm a locality morph. Um, but uh, where was I going at with that? But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm building on the the glades county but i'm I, that's my to me that's one of my little you know locality <laughs> projects you know I, is, I really like those glades anneries and i also like a little bit of variability in them right like they not every single baby looks the exact same not every single adult there's a looks lot, the exact same. there's a ton of variability in it and yeah. it's stick, yeah i oh man those are yeah well, that's what i messaged you about i really like yeah them. yeah and it's cool to have. I, I think it's really cool to have a locality. And, you know, I, honestly, I thought I'd be giving those things away, but uh, people have been really in. You know, I'm, you know, people were really into those, and I got a lot of, uh, you know, response, you know, inquiries about those, which I was kind of blown away by because I, I literally thought I'd be just giving them away. <laughs> you know, I wasn't too sure how much appreciation there was for them. You know. I think tides are changing a little bit in the hobby as a general. Uh, you know, it, it. I've been surprised at the stuff that people are interested in that I'm producing. Uh, you know, I, I've got some kind of oddball pitchophis that are that, that people really like, but there's, you know, there's locality stuff. Some of the locality cow kings that I have, and, and it's. I think the tides are changing on that, right? Uh, for years, certain things, those compounded genes, again backing off that that ball python rise uh mm -hmm. that's what was selling and and now i'm starting to see that people are really really interested in stuff with lineage stuff that is locality stuff that's unique within a unique hobby right it, it, yeah it, it's always changing uh, yeah and it is always going to change that's that's the yeah. thing you could sell every glades county annery you produce for 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 a, for a decent chunk of change uh, not that money's a factor in it but it, to some extent it is we we got to feed these things, and, and that in a couple of years that may that may just not be it, right? Mm -hmm. That that may, right. and and everything ebbs and flows, and that's why what you're doing is unique in the fact that you don't care, right? Don't. You're, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're you're working with the stuff you want to work with uh, either way. Uh, yeah. People can people can people can join you or ignore you, and you're not going to make a difference in your choices. Yeah, I'm kind of used to being kind of like the outsider. <laughs> you know, I'm used to that and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of used to, 
having to kind of like talk things up <laughs> or yeah. like kind of create, you know, uh, be a salesman a little bit, you know, uh, so, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't mind, uh, being, you know, trying to be an innovator or, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm more of a, you know, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not a follower, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, you know, which is good, which, yeah. which is what we need more of actually. I appreciate the more people we have doing unique things, the more diversity we're going to generate yeah. in a hobby. And, and that's what it needs. Yeah. And it, it's been really great. You know, I've, I've, uh, and now people are catching on, you know, and, uh, you know, there's some, you know, there's some stuff out there that I don't, you know, that other, other people have that, um, you know, might be surfacing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh it that's cool to see you know i kind of it kind of feels like uh, i influenced that a little bit you know uh you know you know so uh hopefully uh we'll see some new, uh, other stuff too uh yeah come to think, uh yeah but i also surface. think it's, it's awesome when you do that kind of stuff because the people that like maybe yeah it's it's going to be a smaller demographic that are interested in that kind of stuff you know like the locality more stuff in particular but it's like the people that are that are seeking that like you know they're sort of true appreciators and Except, they also like they get it you know what i mean yeah 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 and uh those are the kind of people i i want to you know be around or be yeah. associated with <laughs> you or, know? or sell your snakes to exactly which is also another thing you know yeah. I, that, which I'll, I'm going to bring up something that wasn't really on our outline, but yeah, you, you produce 10, 14, 15 clutches. How are you selling them? Are, are you a, I'm a big a, wholesaler guy. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, I, well, I'm my best customer, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, I got some really good, uh, I'm a, you know, I do a lot of wholesaling, you know, okay. I'm, I do some retail, um here and there you do a lot uh, of shows i don't uh don't do any shows um i uh i stay home to keep my collection clean <laughs> you know if that <laughs> that's a thing you, you know uh, it's something i've been wanting to get out and do more is shows uh but i'm so specialized um i i know how that can kind of uh work against me at a show you know? yeah uh, but I, you know, I kind of miss, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a face to face, you know, the whole, uh, inner, you know, I, I say, I'm always stuck in the nineties, <laughs> you know, uh, I miss the, the real human interaction and, you know, I'm a, I'm a call me on the phone type guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you still get some of that with people like messaging you on Facebook. Like they see what you're working with and they they, they reach out and say, you know, like me, yeah. tell me more. Can, yeah. can I get that? Can I, can I, can I be a part of that? Yeah. Once you, uh, once you start wanting to ask, uh, you know, ask a lot of questions, I'll be like, just call me, you know, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you anything. I'll, you know, I'm very forthcoming, you know, I'm not a, I don't keep trade secrets, you know, like a lot of people do. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, information is, should be shared as, you know, as much as possible. I, I, 
completely agree with that. I, I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do the whole trade secret thing. You know, uh, this is just a hobby for me. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. I like to express that I enjoy it. I like to share what I'm doing, you know? I mean, at uh, this point, are there really any trade secrets anymore, anyways? Like, is there really anything with breeding snakes that someone else has already figured out? Yeah, people think that, that there is, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm keeping this secret, you know. Yeah. I, I still see it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, there, like, there will be, there will be more morphs. There will be more localities. There will be more oddities. I think maybe some of us have seen some of those oddities posted on Facebook recently. There will be things that will be uh, beneficial to the hobby, and there will be things that are deleterious to the hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, by keeping something a secret, you're only inhibiting others, right? We, we're only holding others back, and mm -hmm. that doesn't grow the hobby. Yeah, that, that, I, there's cloak I, and shadows. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not afraid of competition. You know, uh, there's I, there's room for everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I could always find my own original mm -hmm. ideas. I'm not, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm not, you know. I mean, I, if there's I, anything just, we've learned from the ball python side of things, it's that. The, the term saturated market clearly isn't isn't a thing because if it's that saturated then people would not be breeding them in the numbers there would be a market yeah the the I, what's the right way to put it you can only grow a market you can't oversaturate it maybe that's not completely true right maybe that's not completely true uh, uh joe even be even saying that you're able to wholesale snakes the fact that you're even able to wholesale snakes means that there's some kind of a drive for people to buy those snakes regardless, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going somewhere. They're, they're going somewhere. These, these People are not buying these snakes and putting them into, you know, coral snakes. That's that's my big running joke, yeah. that we use them as feeders for coral snakes and, and, and Gutata, or, uh, uh, Gatula. Uh, it, it's, you know, they're, they're going somewhere. They're going to the hands of hobbyists. They're going to the hands of people that care about it. They're going to the hands of kids. Yeah. They're going to the hands of adults. Yeah, I, I know uh, I got a couple of friends that think I'm crazy, <laughs> think I'm too generous, <laughs> think I should be uh, asking more money for stuff. Uh, but uh, my sanity is important. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I've gotten called. I, I've, I've been two shows a year, and I sell my geckos or my snakes for the price that I think I would pay for those animals. Right, right. Yeah. And I've had people come up to me and be like, you know, you're you're really you're really uh, killing my table because your your prices are uh, you know uh, 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 half my price, right? And it's like, well, I'll give you two options. I'll knock a little bit off of my price and sell you everything I got, and you can sell it at the next show. I only vend two, or you can lower your prices and make some sales today. If people are coming to my table, it's not because the animals I have; it's because the attitude. Yeah. I have. I'm going to yeah. talk to these people. I'm going to sell my animals to them. I, I'm I'm not a salesman. I'm not a salesman by trade. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hype up my own shit because that's that's why I'm here today, right? Like I am here today to make connections, to meet people, to shake babies, to kiss hands, and to specifically sell reptiles, right? And and, and it's you know, there's there's lots of uh, roads, you know. There's you know, uh, and the more you're familiar with, you know, it, to me, it's just a part of it, you know. Well, my response would also be like it's it's not my fault you decided to make this your full time gig. <laughs> Though I support people that do make it their full time gig, and and, sure. and 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 I will I will 
hold those people that are doing it ethically and cleanly and 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 without cloak and daggers, without lying and without secrets, people that are people like West Mormon, full-time snake breeder. Make sure everything's feeding, make sure everything's clean, make sure everything's known genetics, down to the pos het at 25%. The guy does it. And he's going to succeed because he's got the drive. He's got the he's got the work ethic. He he's got all of that. Uh, you know. You can do this the right way, or you can do this the lazy way. I'm I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not a full time snake breeder. I am a I am not even. None of this supports puts the roof over my head. But I'm going to do it as cleanly and ethically, and how how I find it fit. And, and Joe, it kind of sounds like that's the same case for you. Like it's. Yeah, I you know I feel so much better doing it how i'm doing it now <laughs> you know yeah. I, I you know however that sounds uh I, I i truly feel so much better about it i really do um, I, I think you should get out and vend a show though if you like dealing with person on person yeah i, sh uh, I know i should uh but things move pretty fast for me <laughs> you know yeah. uh you know things don't stick around here that you know long enough you know yeah. it's not a bad problem you know, and I'm, and I'm only going, I'm only producing maybe just a little over a hundred babies and yeah. that, that don't last long. Yeah, that, that's, you know, you know, for, you know I would like yeah. to get those numbers up, you know, I really would, but you know, I kind of like a small collection, you know, I know if I, I know if I had more to maybe even 300 that, uh, it probably would be better for me, you know? Uh, I, you, you know, this year was my first year to produce as many babies as I did, and it, and it was kind of my own fault. I didn't really plan on it. I didn't think everything was going to go. Uh, th somewhere between, uh, somewhere between a hundred snakes and two hundred snakes, it compounds, and it doesn't compound double. It compounds like quadruple, and I don't know why, but there's something in between. You know, I've produced on average uh, hundred to hundred. 30 animals, right? Between geckos and snakes. This year, I think it's going to be like 250 between geckos and snakes. And it's like, why Why is this so much harder at this number than it yeah, was There then? is like a tipping point. Yeah, there's like this weird. little tipping point yeah. that it just yeah, there's over. A, there's a sweet spot, you yeah. know? And, and I, I, you know, uh, and uh, I, I try to keep in that, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, well it, it, you're, you're doing all those things right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, derail this a little bit from this current conversation i want to know because i think you do something differently from some of the pictures i've seen how, how do you keep corn snakes what is, what is your keeping mythos and, and do you do you do anything a little bit differently no well uh i could tell you well one thing my house is so dry yeah uh, the humidity is so low for some whatever reason uh so mm -hmm. i've got to use a substrate that I can spray, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, uh, or raise the humidity. Uh, so that's about the only thing. Otherwise, it's just basic Coolabrid care, you know, uh, setup. Uh, what substrate are you using? Because that was kind of the question I was wondering. It, it I found like this. You were using. I found this uh, pine uh, that I really like. Okay, so I, I'm going for uh, pine, uh, but I I mess around. Uh, with like uh, meat, uh, peat, uh, peat moss, you know, I was messing around. You know, I'm constantly 
messing around with stuff to, to find something out. You know, for me, it's very hard to find a substrate that I like that works. It's got to be, you know, because the humidity is so low. Yeah. And uh, so I need to, you know, because it's so bad, it, the snakes have shedding problems, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like I've never had this pro you know, problem ever in my life. I'm, you know, uh, so that's a challenge is, uh, you know, the dryness of my house and. Uh, yeah, because I, I had seen some pictures and it looked like you had some, some like you said, peat moss and yeah. leaves and leaf litter and stuff. And that also, uh, you know, with my females, uh, I let them lay right in their, I don't use nest boxes. I, I'll let them just lay right in, right in their enclosure, you know. Okay. You know, um, I'm changing that, you know. Uh, I used to, like I, I used to uh, just... Um, you know, uh, basically take the, the the females out and put them in another container with moss. You know, I don't give them the option to come in or out. <laughs> you know, right. um, I'll take the snake physically out of their enclosure and put them into another box that's basically a nest box without uh, a, a door. <laughs> you know, it, it's enclosed, and I just put them up on the top shelf and. Uh, and that seems to be working the best. You know, yeah. that's something I started, something I merged away from. Now I'm going back to that. Uh, Do you and, struggle with any humidity with your eggs? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've always, I'm always got the Mr. Uh, water bottle. You know, I, I cover my eggs with uh, sphagnum moss, you know, so I can spray it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, humidity is always. You you have the exact opposite of me. I just checked my uh, weather app right now. It is seventy seven percent humidity outside yeah. right now. I, it's yeah. pretty rare that I have shed issues down here because it's just ridiculous. Well, outside my house is probably a hundred humidity, like on a day today, because <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, storming and stuff. Oh, you're so lucky. And, we haven't had rain, and this week was seven weeks no rain. Yeah. And the low humidity in this house is something I really don't understand. Maybe it just it, it is it is what it is, and I got to deal with it. You know, yeah, poltergeists. Yeah, you know, it's something interesting, especially for the listeners to understand. Uh, as you listen to this, whether you're in this country or other countries, everybody has different parameters yeah. in their house. We, yeah. we have we we keep these animals in a micro habitat, in a micro habitat, right? Yeah. Uh, we ourselves are are uh, derivative of the habitat we're around. Uh, do, do, do you find you have dry skin? Do you find you have uh, crusty boogies? You know, do you got a lotion more often? You gotta, <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. your hair, you, as, as somebody who knows about hair, uh, do you find that, the, that your, your hair becomes dry quickly or you have to use different kinds of conditioner or you have to, uh, you know, moisturize your skin in different ways? Also think about that with your animals. I have to go out of my way to try to make my animals drier, right? I could never use any kind of a soil or a soil derivative as a bedding for my animals because I'd get mold. Uh, now that's certain species are different, uh, but with like my snakes and tubs, I could never do that. Uh, whereas you are talking about having to spray your corn snakes to, to, to keep them humid enough to have uh, consistent sheds. And that was one of the things, some of the pictures I had gone through on your Facebook. And, and if anybody is listening to this, uh, wants to go see Joe Peck on, on Facebook, uh, go look through his pictures. You've got some badass stuff, man. I appreciate uh, you, that. Thank you. You've got great, great pictures of your room, great pictures of your animals. Uh, I love the notes you put on your pictures. Uh, I appreciate that because I, I, I sometimes I feel like 
a real idiot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, the, the whole internet thing is so unnatural for me still. I'm still, it's still unnatural for me. I, I'm about to be 40. So for me, it's still like, I didn't grow up with the internet. So yeah. I'm a little newer. My Facebook's only four or five years old. So I'm still kind of like, ah! I've never really had to rely on the internet. You know, I've, I'm always, it's always been networking. I've never, yeah. Uh, I've never, I've, you know, uh, I've don't ever remember back in the day. I never needed it. I never just yeah. never needed it, you know, and uh, up until, uh, it wasn't up until I got into corns yeah. and, uh, I knew I needed to put myself out there and where do you go? You go where everyone else is, <laughs> you know, well, for years, it was the forums, right? For, yeah. for, for yeah, me, yeah. it was kingsake.com or, right. uh, you know, the cornsake forums. The leopard gecko forums. Uh, I remember back in the day we had the leopard gecko forums because I was breeding crested geckos and gargoyle geckos. I, I had a huge felsuma collection, and it was like oh, I love I, I, I love those. I love I love Fels, uh, felsuma are my swan song. I I felsuma about day like, geckos, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I love day uh, gold dust are my one of my favorite animals ever. I bred yeah. gold dust day geckos in 1998. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I when they were still wild caught, right? Yeah, I was 13 <laughs> yeah, years old, but they yeah. were wild caught, and they were wild caught from Madagascar. Yeah, right, right, right. Florida. Not Hawaii, not Hawaii, yeah, right. or Hawaii or Florida. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I love big geckos. Yeah, I remember Sean McNown's book. Yeah, I have it. That's yeah. my book. That was my first reptile. I love that book. I love oh, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. I still have my original copy. He, that I, he was that one I of my favorite of. authors, Sean McNown, or however uh, you say his, his illustrations name. in the book, showing yeah. what his enclosures look like yeah. and what the the gecko, uh, the calcium sacks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I miss that stuff. You know, the internet just isn't the same as that stuff. You it, know? It's, it's too fast paced. People don't have time for that anymore. Right. And, right. And, and it sucks. It's it's like. Pick up a goddamn book. Uh, you know, Justin's a huge reptile book fan and, and, and reads a lot. I do too. Me too. Uh, I, I love books. You know, and even even my my my. I don't watch a lot of TV. I read books. I love. Well, yeah. Um. This issue. Reptiles magazine. Yeah. Yeah. This has got great history. This issue. You know, uh, it's got a lot of history. It's from '96. Uh, this is one of my favorite. Uh, issue you know this this is my go-to one of my go-to's right here yeah you know uh you know that has a lot of the history of the horse and stuff uh probably 2001 2000 i had i had a subscription to reptiles from about 1996 to probably man probably like five or six years ago when it kind of started just I'm not saying anything bad about Reptiles Magazine. I know it's still in print. Not very repetitive. It, it was just became such a repetitive ad for uh, suppliers, which I understand. It's right? been like, so long since I picked one up, you know. Yeah, it, it kind of maybe, maybe even ten years ago, but somewhere in the early two thousands, they had one with a, a lot of kind of sync the, with a with a gold dust egg gecko right on the front. Oh my god, I still have. I, that I remember book. that one. I love that. I love one those. of the best pictures ever taken, put on the cover of a magazine, and and. It all but, but, started to go downhill when they got rid of the venomous issue. That, yeah, there was a venomous issue, was, issue every year. Or it was every six months or every year? Every year. Once oh, year, the venomous issue. And as soon as they got rid of that, that was the beginning of the end. Justin, it would have been that same timeline, 2001, 2002, 2003, with the, with the Gila monster on the front, with the Gila derma on it. Uh, the venomous issue had that gorgeous pink background with the, with the Gila monster on it. Oh, 
my heart just <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what you know this is tough and, and i say this a lot and, I, and i've talked about this in other podcasts a lot of this information all of these things that we love exists right this stuff still exists. I wish Reptiles Magazine would take all of its back issues and put them in digital print where we could all go back and look at them on our tablets and our computers and stuff. But all of this information that people before us exists, they didn't throw it away. Uh, it exists in forums. It exists in uh, digital formats. It exists in print. You can go back and find old issues of, of Reptiles Magazine. Do that. It's it's damn near close to free, right? Like this is this this stuff exists. Can you excuse me one sec? Yeah, not a problem. Okay, I'll be right back. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, Justin? Remember when we did a magazine? Oh, man, beautiful magazine. It was great. Uh, never never wrote an article because writing and me are not a thing. But it was uh, widely, I mean, I loved it. Read every, every episode. Sometimes I miss it. I could not imagine... The amount of work that you and Billy put I, into I that. I couldn't do it now, but like when I was no. at a cigar shop and I had time to like sit there for ten hours a day and actually like work on stuff and whatnot, it was it worked. But now, because there have been times where I'm like, I'm not, I need to bring it back. It's back. It, it's really like, hard. Like, uh, don't don't do it. To do that much work for something that's free, right? Like that, and, and people don't understand that. You get a lot of listeners. You get a lot of people that listen to this podcast. I don't think people understand the amount of effort that you went through to do something that was free, right? It's, it's a. Uh, uh, Joe, we, we, Joe, we were just talking about Justin actually published a magazine for a while. It was a, a digital magazine, but uh, Perpetuculture magazine. Uh -huh. and, I, and I was talking about you know, two things. One, he did all of that for free. Anybody can go and look at every single episode. It costs nothing. Uh, two, it's exceptional and. Everybody can still go back and look at all those episodes. <coughs> issues, you know, these things still exist. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't fade away. Facebook is not your only answer. Uh, you know, Instagram is not the only way you can get pictures, right? People put a lot of effort, but put a little heart into all this stuff. Uh, I, I I know that yeah. our, our time is getting close, but I do have a few more questions. Uh, Joe, and I got I, I, I got, I got uh, at least one story for you too. <laughs> uh, why, why don't you tell us a story? I'd love to hear a story. I yeah. want to tell I want to tell the story about uh, the Sunkiss Mills line. Okay. Because it was it was interesting, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> I got that animal well. Uh, 2020, you know, when COVID hit, you know, uh, the reptile shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, you couldn't do reptile shows. So that's when uh, that line surfaced on King Snake because the guy who had that was just doing local shows, you know, and he had it on uh, King Snake advertised as uh, Okiti Sunkist, you know, and you know, um, you know, that it's like, and when I see that, I'm like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know. But when I clicked on it and saw the pictures, I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, wait a second. Uh, you know, and at that time, I had uh, some Joe Pierce land race sunkissed, and they looked very similar. And I only had two females. He had three animals listed, and there was a male, which is the, which is the male I, I bought. And, you know, it, was, uh, it, it, it stood out, you know. 
So, uh, so I sent them a message. <clears throat> I'm like, so I, you know, I asked them, is that uh, Joe Pierce's line? And he's like, no, these are pure Okatee Sunkiss. And uh, when he told me that, you know, I took the, I took the conversation to the phone. You know, when I, when I want to know about lineage, I want to, I want to be able to ask you questions <laughs> and, and hear, and hear, because I feel right. like, I feel like anyone uh, with integrity will be happy to uh, answer any question that I throw at them, you know? Absolutely. So, so he, per he was perfectly fine with getting on the phone with me. And the story of the animal was that it was a pure hunk club sun kissed. Uh, it was, and all he knew at the time was that he got it from a guy named Tony and one of the parents was captive bred and one of the other parents was wild caught. Okay. okay? So, which, and that's all he knew, which kind of leaves you to wonder, well, what was that bloodline from, you know, what was that captive bred bloodline? Yeah. You know, he's telling me it's a pure Okatee animal, but, you know, but that's all he can, he could, that's all the information he had at the time, you know, but I was confident enough, you know, that it was at least a, a Jasper County animal because they just have, uh, you know, I could just tell, <laughs> you know, it yeah. had, I don't know how to explain that, but it did not look generic, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I bought it. It was like, you know, so I bought it. I sat on it and I really didn't know what to do with it, you know, because it was still questionable, you know, yeah. as far as like the whole story, yeah. you know, this goes, and that was back. I think probably 2019, I think, or maybe, you know, or 2020 in that area somewhere. Cause I where think was, it's where was ahead. he located? South Carolina. You know, his name is Mike Bass. Um, okay. and he's in South Carolina. Um, so, so that's all I got from him. I got, I got the animal. And so <laughs> this, let me think about this. Uh, um, I have a friend, you know, he was showing me these, uh, spring Island locality corns. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Was it Daryl? Yeah. Yeah. So Daryl was showing me spring Island corns. Yes. Wait, did and you say, did you say mills line? Yeah. Tony mills. Tony's a really good friend of mine. You know, Tony too. I do. Yeah, I South Carolina. yeah, you guys, you know, you guys, I'm here in Illinois, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so where am I? Uh, Daryl. So, so all I, so Daryl sends me pictures of those Spring Island corns and his buddy's name's Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I knew I was going to be on, you know, when he started asking me on the podcast, I wanted to do, you know, I called Mike Bass up because uh you know and i just was like can you tell me any more about this guy tony <laughs> you know can you just just think real hard <laughs> you know so finally he gave me a name you know tony mills and he has a youtube channel coastal kingdom coastal kingdom yeah yeah, yeah. and uh honestly i thought i was gonna that was gonna be the a dead end 
<laughs> you know? Nope. And, uh, yeah, and Tony Mills was out there. It was easy to find. Uh, so when I was watching the Coastal Kingdom, guess what I saw? Spring Island <laughs> Conservatory or wherever. I'm like, uh, Spring Island, his, his name's Tony. Yep. So I'm like, I called out uh, Daryl. I'm like, I'm like, is your friend Tony's name last name Mills? <laughs> and he's like, yep. And I'm like, holy cow! I've been trying to track this guy <laughs> since since 2019. So I told Daryl the story. You know, I'm like, look, I got this uh, animal that supposedly came from Tony Mills. See, I didn't even know Tony did anything with Sunkiss. No, because uh, I don't think he I. I think he sold. I think I, I think one was on display mm-hmm. in Spring Island, and I don't know the guy I got him from bought a pair like uh, back to uh, when the captive bred and the wild caught animal bred together. Eight Sunkiss were were born. Oh wow! Okay. So Mike Bass bought a pair, mm-hmm. you know, and the parents of my animal are are the pair. So mine's an F two, right? So, uh, so, um, yeah, back. So I had Daryl cause Daryl's friends with Tony. Yep. And, uh, so I had Daryl, I'm like, so I told Daryl, I'm like, look, I've had, I've got this snake that's supposedly, uh, from Tony Mills. Uh, I really need to know. That's hilarious. The whole story, you know, and that's when I found, that's when it was confirmed that it was, it was a complete independent uh, you know, they, he collected his own, you know, yep. I think there, he had a friend, uh, that he was, you know, but anyways, he confirmed the whole, whole thing. And then he confirmed that it was a pure Hunker T hub club song kissed. And awesome. that was just this year. And, yeah. and I really didn't know what to do with the animal because the, I was, you know, questionable, you know, but now, so I found yeah. out. You know, it was. I was so happy. Uh, you know, it was normally you're you're always let down. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this was the yeah. one time when things ended up better than I expected. You know, and uh, and uh, so I had some uh, F ones uh, hunk club corns here, and uh, I'm like, all right, now I know what to do. So I uh, I'll cross that F two to an F one. I'm gonna keep that line. Uh, just pure, you know, and uh, uh, Daryl, he knows that area mm-hmm. where uh, Tony was getting his uh, Okatees from, and he's going to send me one uh, next year uh, to make more outcrossed uh, hats. So, <laughs> yeah, legitimately, my very first job ever was working for Tony at the Nature Center on Spring Island. Really? Yeah. So, so you're familiar with those beautiful corns on spring island dude that whole island is gorgeous it's like, crazy it's awesome they keep so much of it natural you know there's not a ton of people living on it uh-huh yeah it's, it's great it used to be a big hunting um like plantation like the guy that owned it originally uh it used to be a spot for people to go hunt you know i think dove hunting was big there if i'm not mistaken uh-huh. um but yeah it's it's awesome i haven't been out there in a handful of years but but yeah, Tony, um, 
you know, I can vouch 100% that whatever he tells you is, is oh, true. Ab yeah, absolutely. Once you see his videos, you know, he's legit, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, so, um, yeah, uh, that made my year, <laughs> you know, where is, um, where's Mike Bass in South Carolina? Do you know? Uh, I don't know specifically, but, oh. uh, you know, he's in that area, probably not too far from you. If, uh, you know, but you know, he was just doing local shows. He goes, uh, he calls himself uh, Okie Dokie Corns or something like that, or uh, you know. That sounds familiar. But in yeah, you know, like I say, he just happened to surface uh, when COVID hit. You know, because uh, he couldn't get out and do shows. You know, and uh, and and uh, I probably was the only person that ever asked him about the lineage of that animal. <laughs> you know, because I know. I know he's he have sold several, you know. I, I know they're. I know I'm not the only one who has them, you know. Is he on Facebook or no? No, I don't think so. Okay. To, I'm sure Daryl knows him too. Then, if that's the case, I'll have to ask him where he's at. Who uh, who Mike Bass? Where he's at? Or yeah. Mike Bass yeah. Is at? I can. Uh, I could tell. I could find out for you. You know. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, well uh, I'll find that out for you if you want. But he's a pretty cool dude, you know. And then back to like getting someone on the phone, you know. I I know, you know, just by talking to mm -hmm. him, I I knew how genuine he was. You know, he wasn't trying to pull a fast one on me. He had no reason to pull a fast one right. on me, you know. And uh, that's what you get out of uh, actually talk to somebody, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So. Small, small world. Yeah, it, that and that—that's the craziest thing, man. It—it it like took my world and just went. Yeah. You know, I was like, "Holy cow!" You know, I, this guy's been under my nose the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I had pictures in my phone from the guy I was looking for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Holy cow, man!" And it, that just what—that just made it a such an incredible, you know, so incredible how it turned, you know, how it turned so out. So, Joe, if we were looking at your collection and we were asking what the future of that collection is going to be, what do you? Uh, what would you say? The future? Uh, right now. Castagna. Castagna. Yeah, I'm. I still. Uh, I still have a lot of uh, a lot of work to do, combining the land race stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of. You know, uh, that's going to be, like my. Uh, that's going to be my uh, my breeding group of all are all these F ones. You know that's that's what's going to be. Those are my breeders. You know that's going to be. You know, and uh, I've got uh, maybe uh, four or five more pairings, and then once I get those uh, pairings done. You know what I've got now, you know, uh, like all that, you know, you know, I, I made I built this when everything was still really young. Yeah. <laughs> so, so eventually, you know, and what I'm trying to do is just get that group together, raise it up and then, you know, make everything, you know, build caging for all those 
F1s, you know. Yeah, that's, make the things in your collection. That's going to be the core. <laughs> that's going to be the core, you know, of what I produce, you know, is all that. Awesome. Well, Joe, we ask everybody a question, uh, a couple of questions, uh, and, and we got to know, uh, you know, there's a couple of morphs out there that are sometimes controversial, and there, there's a couple reasons why, and we're wondering what your thoughts are on, on two specific morphs, one being Palmetto and the other being scaleless palmetto i love palmetto i have a female uh it's um i think they're beautiful but uh what's the what's the controversy around it i think the it controversy <laughs> what's that uh, it exists it exists yeah I, there, there there's always and, and you know we, we we go through different uh thoughts through every every person that comes on uh palmetto uh there's some deleterious genetics in there. Uh, the bug eye, the bug eye, the eyelid, um, weak, weak, very weak uh, offspring, especially when you start compounding it into a lot of other things. You know, I have, I haven't really worked with Palmetto much. You yeah. know, uh, I have produced. You know, I've had some hats, and uh, but you know, it's weird that you say that because uh, I have felt they breed like they're severely inbred. Yeah. And I and I that that's what I thought the issue was, yeah. you know. So I put them in the hands of my friend, who had a pair of palmettos, because I wasn't going to invest in, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't going to invest anymore into right. that project. You know, I just wasn't interested. So it was just easier for me to put whatever I had into a friend's hands, because uh, he had a pair gotten from someone else and to me that's some genetic diversity you know so it was just so i just hand them handed them over um i ended up i bought <laughs> i bought a palmetto it was supposed to be and this is how i i met daryl um i bought a palmetto it was supposed to be a locality animal <laughs> and you know if i would have known the county of where palmetto came you know i actually know my friend knows the guy who caught the palmetto pretty good. I got another friend down there, mm -hmm. and he knows, you know, uh, the guy who got that. So he knows it's legit. But anyways, oh yeah, it's 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 yeah. Because I've heard legit. it, I've heard it called a hybrid so many times. No way, you know. It, out, of, um, out of anything in corn snakes, it's a hybrid. It ain't palmetto. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that is know. a that is that is a damn corn snake. Yeah, you know, I wish Carolina's best contribution to society. Next to <laughs> I, I wish they would have uh, kept it as you know, uh, kept it pure. <laughs> you know, yeah. they had a chance uh, to keep a you know, but anyways, I got a I uh, bought a pump female palmetto, it was supposed to be a locality, uh, but it was just a uh, misunderstanding. Uh, but uh, it's it's a good palmetto in a way that it's um, it's from Craig Trump Tower and uh, he he had gotten one of the very first ones produced yeah. from Don and then he yeah. outcrossed it, you know, into a normal corn, you know, and I think that's good. I love that, you know. Uh, so that's why I, I'm hanging on to it. You know, I'll, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with it. But uh, I like it because I feel like it hasn't been run through uh, all the genes, you know. It's about as ground uh, ground levels it gets <laughs> as far as like a hobby line. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
and, and and there I I know there are people that have locality Palmetto stuff uh, that have taken it back to the original county that the Palmetto was found in. That it's kind of worked with that. That's probably what I've got. I've got that, you know, and uh, uh, it's not a locality, you know. I talked yeah. to Don, and Don's words are that that original animal never left his warehouse. <laughs> you know, it's impossible uh, for that. You know, but it, you know, so what I got was an outcross, uh, first, you oh, know, okay. one of the very first yeah. palmetto that he produced, okay, that Don produced, uh, that Craig got, and Craig outcrossed it into, uh, I don't know if it was from the same county or yeah. from, you know, from the general area, but that's how the misunderstanding, yeah, started. I, I think that. if anybody has done good work with outcrossing, it'd be people like, uh, Craig Trombauer, Tony D, Howie Sherman, kind of the godfathers of... uh, The Holy Trinity. Yeah. Holy Trinity. Have you ever been to Daytona Reptile Show? No, no. You should go. You get to meet those guys. They all share a table. I've I really want... You know, I wanted to go this year. You know, uh, I really do want to go someday. Um, It's in about three or four weeks. It's a good corn show. I I barely go to Tinley. (laughs) You know, and then that's in my own backyard. We, we kind of say it to everybody: you should go to Daytona. It's a colubrid show, and above all else, it is a corn snake show. Is uh, it? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh no. my God, yes. You don't you, touch you, it. Yeah. You, you've got. <laughs> you, you've you've got Greg Abbott, Howie Sherman, uh, Craig Trumbauer, Lee Tony Abbott? D. Lee Abbott. Yeah, Lee Abbott. I'm sorry, Lee Abbott. Uh, <laughs> you, Craig. You've got, ah, sorry, sorry. I work with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but you you have. Like the powerhouses of corn snake breeding under one roof, and it's yeah. There, there's not more even corn that. Snakes. You also got like Jordan Parrott. Yeah, Jordan Parrott. Like, why? Well, I, I got snakes from last year. Yeah. Always killer. He's always got awesome stuff there. Really? And 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 there. Oh, Travis. Travis. Uh, uh, Weisler. Weisler. Sorry. Uh, yeah. You you've got you've got. He, he, I mean, you're you're talking about like the biggest corn snake guys in the world, as Warden. far as I know. You know, if if I go to Daytona, I'm, I'm going to hang out with Tom Stevens. <laughs> he's there too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I, got, I got to hang out with him. I'm going to go party with him. <laughs> he, he's fun, man. He's real fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Lasseter, who's a who's a very close friend of mine here locally, uh, him and Tom are good friends, and he introduced me, and we got to, to bullshit. Yeah. Super fun. Is uh, he going this year? Uh, I don't – you know what? I don't know. I'm That's sure he is, yeah. One of the uh, – uh, if uh, – Tom Stevens will be there. Uh, I, I Lasseter, I don't know if he's going. I don't know what his work schedule looks like. He's been doing a lot of turnarounds. Uh, but he goes almost every year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's Daytona is so much fun. And then you get to hang, you can hang out with us. I'd love to hang out with you guys. That would be awesome. Uh, we, we crush so so I got to ask, <laughs> what about Scalus? What do you, where, where, where do you stand on Scalus? I was at Eric's house holding them. I think they feel cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they're pretty. And I appreciate what people do with them. It's just yeah. not my, you know, it's not my thing, you know. Even if it was, even if it was pure out of the wild, <laughs> you, know, yeah. like, Pass. <laughs> you know. You know, I, 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 I resonate a lot with what you're saying. I have a lot of wild caught stuff. I have a lot of F1 stuff. Uh, I have line bred locality stuff. But I also dip into these like crazy, you know, five gene morph stuff that I'm producing, and it's 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 nice to live in both worlds. Yeah, uh, it is. I, I don't. I don't know if I can. The variety is the spice of life, you know. 
Absolutely. And, and, and while I'm able to do it, I'm going to continuously bifurcate my brain, right, and let it do both things. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last. I don't know if it's supposed to last a certain amount of time. Right, right. But I, I'm enjoying it, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, I love seeing the uh, intensity and dedication you have to what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate that. It's unique. It, it is definitely unique amongst uh, corn keepers across the board worldwide, right? Like we, we talk to people across the planet. Uh, I recently talked to a guy in China working with corns, and uh, we talked to people in Europe working with corns. And it, it's amazing to see, and, and it really to refine it down, there's very few people. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Chris Montross is the name that will cross our boards. It's working with specifically locality stuff. Yeah. Uh, very few people that are that dedicated to just one style of yeah thing. Right? I, you know, I wish Joe Pierce would come to Facebook because I think he has so much to offer, that guy. You know, I've learned so much from him. You know, and uh, he can come on here. He doesn't have to have Facebook. He's, he doesn't have he, Facebook to jump on. He don't even. He, he don't even have a telephone, or you know, you know. I try. Yeah, he's he's hard to communicate with, but uh, you know, he's he's my. Oh, with Luke Skywalker, but they somehow managed to find the <laughs> yeah. him. To yeah, come back. yeah, he's he's in the woods somewhere. <laughs> we, we, hey, we got Tony D on here. We got you on here. Right. Sometimes there's there's uh. I kind of fall in the middle in that generation, you know, being close to 40. Uh, sometimes the, the, the latter part of the generational gap is a little bit more difficult to get in the... Uh, we try to uh, make it as easy as possible. Though. Try to try to make it as easy as possible. I, I'm having a blast. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm broken in. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you broke me in, <laughs> you know. So, so I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a great time. I, I, Joe, I'm, we're so happy that you came on, like I said. Me too. I, I got to tell you, I... I really stepped out of my box, you know, to come here, but I knew it was something that I should do, you know, I, I yeah. you know, cause I, I feel like I've, I do have something to say, <laughs> you, know? you do, and, and you have quality Absolutely. things to say. I appreciate that. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, there, there's a, there's a general consensus, consensus, excuse me, consensus. that, that, that an unbiased opinion is what everybody's looking for, looking for. That's not what I'm looking for. That's not what Justin's looking for. And I don't think that's what the hobby's looking for. We're looking for a biased opinion. I want to know. We want to hear what the people that are uh, secular in their thoughts are are doing. And and I, I think you pontificated that well. I appreciate it. I really do. I, and we're probably going to have to have you back on because I want to know more about lava and I want to know more about the history. Of I'll, lava. I'll, I'll I'll be here anytime you want. You know. <laughs> are, are are you going to be producing any lavas this year? Uh, non-locality ones. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I would love some locality lavas. But they're um, what's that? I'd love some locality lavas. That's pretty cool. Okay. Well, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know there's not, not many people have. No. You know, it was, they were, I had to be patient to get them. You know, yeah. uh, that's another thing, you know, uh, uh, you know, I had to be, you know, it, yeah. they weren't easy to get. No. Joe Pierce just. They do not exist outside of Joe Pierce. I don't know. For the most part. Yeah. And I don't know why. He, uh, you know, he's for some reason he he's been great to me. You know, he's, you know, I just talked to him yesterday, and uh, you know, he, like I said, he's my he's he's my guy. So he's a, he's I mean he's a name that you see a lot of if you're in Corns a lot. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the guy. I know that he's done a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's one of those things where that's like the kind of, that's that's why I you know we we try to get 
those folks on here so that people that are coming into it when they see these names they kind of can understand and correlate yeah. something to, to those yeah he, he really put you know he's really responsible for putting me on the road that i am on now you know he really started it with those with his land, land race lines yeah and and i just kind of took the ball and ran with it uh, from there you know and every all this like all it's i feel like they were these things were starting to find me you know they you know like the motley just you know and as soon as something surfaced i i jumped on it right away you got I, you. I didn't you give anyone to. else a chance yeah you know and if there was an extra animal i bought it and sent it to joe you know so he's got it you know because yeah. he's got the same uh passion you know we see you know we do things a little differently i mean which is great which is fine uh but uh we we're both into the whole uh going back to the 80s style <laughs> you know because he's he mentioned that uh just recently you know he's you know uh you know we both feel like we're um doing it the way it should have been done 35 years ago <laughs> you know and uh so it's it's cool to have yeah. someone to share that passion you know that passion with you know absolutely well, Joe, if somebody wanted to be able to reach out to you, talk to you a little bit more about the snakes you're producing, maybe even get something from you, what's the best way to do that? Probably just Messenger, you know. Facebook? Uh, Facebook Messenger, yeah. yeah. Uh, one day, you know, I'd love to have a, you know, when my colony is built, you know, I'll probably will put up a, a, put together a website, you know, because, you know, you know, um, those, those animals will be here to stay forever, you know, that, that, those F1s, you know, uh. You know, I'm gonna sit those 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 will go to the grave with me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know? Also, uh, if if you want to dabble into Instagram, which is a uh, interesting Instagram, app, yeah, you know. I think you got enough pictures to load you up for a couple of years. You know, uh, yeah, you know, face sometimes Facebook is enough. <laughs> so I'm. Reluctant. I don't know, man. Instagrams, I I like Instagram a lot more than Facebook because yeah, I stay off Facebook. There's there's a lot less bullshit. You know, I like I like to hear bullshit. that. You know, that'll. That'll uh, get me there, you know, hearing stuff like that, you know. Uh, like, you just want to see snakes. You just see snakes. You just want to see spiders. And just... that's all. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't, I'm not a, I don't like to put my personal life on Facebook. It's nothing but no. snake pictures, you know. And the, the cool thing about Instagram, and I'm not to derail this too much, I could post as, I don't post anything on Facebook other than stuff for my family members that a picture of my kid or whatever. Uh, on Instagram, I could post pictures of reptiles. And make meet people that are into reptiles, and then I shut it off, and I don't have to hear political views yep. or what the new movie is, or yep. give a shit about the most recent new thing. It's just, I posted a picture, and Pretty you can message me if you want. See what We're you done want here. To see. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think uh, for me at least, it's very important to have the right people on your friends list. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, oh because uh, you know, I've blocked so many family members. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm there for one reason, you know, and uh, there's a lot of people that keep to that. And I, those are my, those are the people I like to, you know, th those make it, those people make Facebook fun, you know. Yeah. And uh, I love those people. You know, like Tom Stevens, I, you know, he's, he's one fun. of my, he's, he's one so of my fun. favorite Facebook f friends, you know, <laughs> I love that. Have you ever met him? No, I haven't. He's a wild card, dude. He's hilarious. He's great. yeah. I think we'll get along just fine. <laughs> He's a fun yeah. guy. He's a fun yeah. guy. Yeah, I totally want to party with that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Justin, if somebody wants to meet you, what's the best way to do it? Uh, Palmetto Coast Exotics Facebook 
Instagram. I'm kind of weird about adding people on Facebook. I don't know why. So I'm like, as far as my personal page, I don't really post a whole lot of personal stuff anyways. It's usually just like stupid memes and stuff that I find hilarious. Um, but Fulvius Apparel, uh, Herpeticulture Network, any of those accounts, whatever, I'm, I'm not hard to get a hold of. So. And, and I'm Badlands Herpeticulture on Instagram and Chris Painshop on Facebook. And I have a morph market now. So if anybody is interested in the clutches I've been talking about for two years that I'm I'm making, I, I you know, uh, I'm just going to start posting available animals because everybody asked, Chris, what's available? I'm sending them the, the morph market link now. Because I'm I'm not selling anything. I made I made myself a promise this year. I'm not selling anything that's out of the egg. Everything is going to be feeding, clean, clear, multiple poops, multiple feedings. I'm going to do it a little different this year. Than not not that I have ever sold animals that didn't. Right? Not that that's a thing. But I've got people that are like, I don't care. I'll take it. I just want that. And so so this year I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. If anybody's interested, I'm gonna try to focus on what I'm getting rid of and focus on what I'm keeping. And this year I'm not going to hold back 25 snakes. Probably You're maybe all the Leonas to me, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna get you some Leonas. Yeah, I like those uh, real white ones. Yeah, me too. I had, <laughs> you know, I had, I had, I had four clutches this year. I had four. So I, I breeding Leonas, it's tough. Is it? It's not easy. It, it's not. You gotta cool them real cold. Uh, you gotta cool, make them real. You gotta get them down. Are they? 50, 50, are they a high elevation type? Animal? Very high elevation. Yeah. You know, mid mid mountain mid king snake basically. That. Yeah. Kind of like an alterna, yeah. Uh, and uh, I had three clutches that were slugs this year. Just, just was uh, interesting. I yeah. hear that, and I want to, you know, I want, you know, it, it, I want to take that on. Some Le- Leonis are a good challenge. It, it's it's a lot about feeding before going into brumation because you brumate them for like four months and keep them real cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, alterna, you know, I had I got also got three good clutches of alterna, which are much harder to do than Leonis. Uh, so it's just it, it, montane species are are different. They're difficult. Uh, it took me three years of trying to breed uh, Pichophis vertebralis to get a good clutch. So yeah. some 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 of these species are just a little bit tougher, and kind of love learning that and going through that. Yeah, it's it, it's an experience, you know, for sure. I, and I know a lot of the Thamnophis are like that, especially some of the more northern species are, are a lot more difficult than people think. Uh, but maybe we'll. Uh, Maybe we'll do a Thamnophis and, and Lava episode, and we'll get you back on, Joe. All right. I'm I'll, I'll, I'm uh, looking forward to coming back on again. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. All right. This Thank episode you. was brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, BlackBoxCages.com. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. Then head on over to Silent Hill Reptiles on Facebook, Instagram, and SilentHillReptiles.com. See what JT has for sale. Uh, updates I'm sure to come on his for sale page and then Fulvius Apparel check it out FulviusApparel.com on Facebook and Instagram use the code THN for THN listeners only save 15% off when you use the code THN at checkout thank you all we'll be back Monday for Snakes and Stokies thank you guys thank you guys